Um, but for Netflix, you know, again, we're mostly focused on how do we do entertainment that you feel like you got to watch and, you know, stay up late at night. doing your own movies for a couple years, you're ramping up now. I read uh, you're going to spend about $400 million on four movies that are coming out this year, okay. give or take. You can never believe what you read ago. Sometimes. Um, Um, you know, what, what we're really focused on is how do we push the creative boundaries um, and doing shows that uh, bring people together, are exciting, sometimes they polarize people. We're live, folks. We're live. This is the pilot episode of How Original, a podcast solely devoted to Netflix originals. I'm the host, Pat, and seated across from me. I'm the host, George. You're the co-host. Well, you know, we'll we'll take a look at your contract in a little bit. So you know how did you know that pilots? You know how they say they're like pilot and co-pilot. Yeah. So did you know that that's relative? Did you know <laughs> what that do you mean relative? It, it depends on. So if one of them is the pilot, the other one is always the co-pilot. Right. Of course. But but they're not but distinct. They're both just pilots. But they're both just pilots. They have the same job title. They have the same right. job title. So, so our... it just depends on whose perspective you're seeing it from. Whoa. Yeah. So on both of our resumes, it's going to say podcaster. Yes. For like the next five years. There will be no other employment. It'll yes. just say podcaster. Yes. And nobody will know who is the host and co-host. Yeah, but we can yeah. refer to each other as co-host. Right, of course. Right? Of course. But so so from my perspective, I'm, I am the host. Right. Yeah. Well, look, everyone is the main character. Like, you know, when you go to the gym and you think, I'm a real person, all of these other people are just NPCs. Nobody else here is real. <laughs> I'm the only person who knows they're doing squats. Everybody else is an NPC. <laughs> um, so anyway, back to the podcast. It's about Netflix originals. And I just wanted to give a quick shout out for that theme music you guys heard. The website, freestockmusic.com. And I haven't told you this. But the the user who uploaded the Vaporwave song that I ended up using for our theme, mm. what do you think of this? They go by the name The Loyalist. <laughs> now, what are they loyal to? Do you think? <laughs> do you think? Look, we don't care where The Loyalist was on January 6th. That's neither here nor there. Bakers can't be choosers. They made a free Vaporwave song, and we really appreciate that. So, shouts out to The Loyalist. They all, so up. the music I use is called Eastridge Turnstile. Not sure what that means. They also have another one called Sushi Garden, hmm. made in collaboration with another another person. And then they have one called Socialized Pepsi. <laughs> those are the three, okay. the three tracks they have. What do you think happened in the Loyalist's life <laughs> between Sushi Garden and Socialist Pepsi? <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they started out like as a Breitbart Stormfront type guy, and then they got mm. de-radicalized. Maybe they met a nice lady who oh. made them a socialist. Oh yes, I don't know. Yes. Anyway, shouts out to the loyalists. Yeah. I'm sure they'll see the the bump in their numbers after this episode. Sushi is a liberal food. It is. You won't catch. Yeah, I feel like if you're um, a, if you're a Viking, king, the Viking from you won't catch the Viking. No. Eating the sushi. No. <laughs> no. If you're a, if you're a radicalized person, I don't think you eat sushi. No, no. 
what do you order at a japanese place if you're if you're <laughs> if you're a radicalized individual um what do you think is the best you're there definitely not doing like actual fish in your rolls you're not doing right. like nigiri you're, sashimi or anything you're doing like a teriyaki bowl i think yeah or like you know like the little fried chicken wings they do maybe you're tempura. getting some of those tempura no, not oh. uh like karage right? karage yeah. you're doing a little karage yeah yeah yeah, yeah. those kind of slap they kinda... okay we should order some japanese food in between episodes uh, yeah i was gonna say i think we were planning on that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe we should look let's I, I, di- I didn't eat uh seafood last night because i anticipated nice eating seafood tonight so for those of so you at better home get some who can't see this george showed up to my apartment today with a bag full of goodies shouts out to him for bringing recording equipment he also brought a pack of white claws with an extra loose <laughs> white claw and he led me behind the curtain he showed me his notes which are like the joker's notebook <laughs> patrick bateman's notebook <laughs> And then pages of it are just like indecipherable because he spilled white cloth all over your <laughs> And we so call that's why you're the co-host. And I'm the host. <laughs> and so and then we called the pack of six pack of claws with the extra claws, the George's doesn't. Yeah, it's the George's six pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It costs you in one extra. Well, also, I, it makes me a bit concerned because I feel like every story you've told me about your life where you do something stupid and everyone gets mad at you involves drinking white claws. Okay, but so I probably knew that deep down, but I don't like that you're sort of <laughs> <laughs> that you're look express that that uh, that now is you know not, vocalized. Look, not everyone was born with the enzyme that lets you break down a seltzer properly. <laughs> Some people don't have the seltzer enzyme, and that's fine. The seltzer gene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, back to the topic at hand. So we kind of had the idea for this podcast when I was, I was under the weather, not COVID as far as I know. I was going to say this is, this came from like a fever dream. Yeah, no, it was a fever dream because every time I get sick, honestly, I drink some cough syrup, I drink some coffee and then I get really good ideas. Yeah. Like I'm not, wink, I'm not condoning, wink, cough syrup abuse. However, I always come up with like a good short story idea or like a new scene or something. You were double cupping. I was pulled up. <laughs> uh, I was tore up from the floor up, and I was watching this terrible movie called Deadly Illusions. We'll get to that in episode two. And I kind of had this thought: like, what the fuck is Netflix doing? They will put their stamp on truly anything. Dude, where where are the Netflix dollars going? That we're that they keep rate they keep raising the taxes. Yeah. And where are our Netflix dollars going, yeah. dude? That this is like, this is what this podcast strives to like, uncover. I don't mind paying taxes as long as I can see it's going towards something that I, you know. I'm not gonna evade I'm not condoning evading Netflix taxes. That could land <laughs> you some serious time. <laughs> but yeah, it did make me think. Like I've seen so many movies. Wesley Snipes and evaded his his Netflix taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Blade don't pay taxes, as he famously said, referring to himself as Blade. That's why you never see Wesley Snipes in a Netflix movie. Think yeah, about it, dude. True. Think about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Netflix, I feel like the brand integrity of Netflix was very different in like the early to mid 2010s when mm. they were putting out series like House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, Stranger Things. Mm. Then they made their foray into movies, and I feel like they totally lost the plot. <laughs> So yeah, I yeah they started strong, right? House of yes. Cards, making um, shows that were kind of like could stand up to like HBO and those other networks. So you think their pocket is shows? Well, n- no, I think they've totally lost the plot now in general. Oh yeah, even shows. Yeah, 
Uh, I think with shows, they've now discovered that it's a very lucrative model to do stuff like Love is Blind because reality TV is cheap and easy to produce versus scripted television. And it can be this, you know, Netflix is still good at creating like moments that people need to talk about. Like a new new shit comes out and everybody watches it within like a couple weeks, right? Tiger King, your Tiger Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tiger King, Last Dance, totally during COVID. Yeah. those, Those went hard. Yeah. I'm not saying Netflix had anything to do with gain-of-function research. We don't know that for sure. Right. Uh, we're not suggesting that. No, I, I certainly would not get on mic and suggest that Netflix created COVID in a lab and leaked it. <laughs> just, no, to, I, just to make money on Tiger King and The I, Last Dance. I don't know how much I should speak to the lab leak theory on mic, but I'm glad that the... Uh... Anyway, we can move on. <laughs> Anyway, the World Health Organization is kind of... Are we, reco- are we recording? <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm not such a fringe lunatic after all mm. for suggesting that this might have happened. But anyway, yeah, yeah, this yeah. isn't warm out, so we don't need to go Yeah, yeah. The, the, these aren't hot mics, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> this is a safe space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and I would say we also share a fascination with like bad movies. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I would say we have a real like high-low juxtaposition where we can appreciate something that's very like yeah. out there and artistic. But also, like, I have so many thoughts about the kissing booth. Mm-hmm. This is the first, mm-hmm. first episode we're gonna do. Yeah. So today's about the kissing booth. Yeah, it's all about kissing in a booth. Yeah. Okay. First question to you: Do you think that kissing? What do you think is the politics on kissing booths in today? Do you think? So do you think I they wrote would? That in my notes, I'm like, where the fuck are kissing booths still happening? Like, this doesn't seem like any school would or should allow this in present day, right? Like, like the whole premise is you're paying money to fundraise and then you get to kiss somebody. I'm saying, even taking the school aspect out of it, right. <laughs> on a society aspect, right. do you think? anywhere they would fly I, yeah i don't know and who like okay the simpson only fans would pay for a kissing booth like if a mm. if a yeah oh i mean yeah this is uh we're just gonna get <laughs> hornier and hornier on this podcast so dude is prostitution just a kissing booth <laughs> just the next logical well, step from a kissing booth i mean it could be argued yeah but generally when you're buying sexual services your money is not like being donated right so, right 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 well, I guess you don't know what happens with the money. It could be. You don't know what the what the people is doing you with pay the money. Nine ninety nine or whatever yeah. for OnlyFans. Maybe that's going towards a very charitable cause. You don't know. The girl doesn't know. Yeah. She just gives the pimp the money. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She doesn't get it. Nor should she. Yeah. Um, this is the the pro pimp podcast. <laughs> We're pro lab leak. Pro pimp. We're pro whatever the loyalist is about. <laughs> Um, so you might not know this, but in the betting world, you call it tailing when you just like follow somebody's bets. So if somebody oh. breaks down, like, here's what I'm doing today. And you're like, I'm tailing you. It's like, I'm just copying all your stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I'm tailing whatever the loyalist believes. <laughs> I was going to say, you have to infrequently throw in like your, yeah. your, your gambling well, proclivities. I was going to Sp- say. Sprinkling them in there. Later in the first season of our podcast, we're going to do the movie Win It All. Okay. It's a oh, great yeah. movie about yeah. Jake Johnson as okay. a degenerate gambler. We'll save it for that. That's like actually a good movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Before we go into the kissing booth lore, um, I want to tell you about a work-related trip I did recently. Okay. So, you know, I've never podcasted which I'm sure is abundantly obvious listening to this. So I'm like, I need to do my research. So on Thursday night, it's Saturday afternoon now. On Thursday night, I went with two friends of mine 
across the border into Seattle to attend a live performance of the How Long Gone podcast. And let me say, border guards don't love it when your travel plans revolve around podcasts. Um, in fact, I would say they're actively suspicious and are going to shine a flashlight in the car and treat you with, if not outright hostility, then uh, yeah, because that's like when you say... I feel like if you're traveling to attend a concert, like everyone understands what a concert is, uh-huh. but it's like, wait, it's a podcast. Like, where's the venue? So like, you guys, you guys all like this. Well, you listen. Why are you attending? And it's like, I don't know. He probably should have just fucking shot us on the spot. Yeah, yeah, probably. But going into the states was tough, and then coming back, yeah. we thought it would be easier. No, like I was still super suspicious. The Canada guy, like the flashlight guy. Oh, yeah, and he was asking like. Did you meet anyone down there? Were you given any goods by anyone? So you're not bringing anything back? Everything in the car is yours. I wouldn't find any like weapons or paraphernalia. <laughs> Whoa, <dude. laughs> yeah. This also it's, was at like two thirty in the morning, though. Right, right, also. right. And you're coming back from a live podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Now that I look at it from the border guards' perspective, um, yeah. So I should say another shout out here. Shout out to the Think Fresh podcast hosted by my buddy Ty and his friend Eric, who I met on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, great dudes. And as far as I know, they host the world's only Subway sandwich themed podcast. Yeah. Or at least the only one that's gone for 200 plus episodes. So shout out to them. They're kind of like our pod fathers. They've given me a lot of advice. Of course. Um, I got to listen. Definitely. You should listen to the episode that they recorded on Friday, less mm. than 24 hours after our trip, about our trip. Because <laughs> it was truly surreal. Like I got to bed. A little bit before four in the morning fortunately i don't work very far away right struggled through the work day and then i got home and i was just checking spotify and there was a little blue dot beside think fresh and i'm like no they wouldn't have recorded today they already put out an episode <laughs> damn so it was like prolific podception because we were chatting about podcasting on the way down we see a live podcast we come back they podcast about it dude now we're talking about we're it. potting about the pod about the pod <laughs> but it like it made me think like if it weren't for podcasting would anybody want to go out and do anything okay wait, wait. so run me through what did, <laughs> what did the border guard ask you but what was his line of questioning well okay so on the way down ty tried to not be evasive but he didn't immediately say we're seeing a podcast He's like, we're going down to the to Seattle to see a live show. He's being coy. Yeah, he's being coy. And the poor guy's like, oh, what kind of show? Uh, and Ty's like, well, this is going to sound a bit weird. And I'm in the backseat behind him. I'm like, ah, it's not a super strong way to say it. Because I feel like you just say it with no apology. Yes. But if you're like, oh, no, this is weird. It's like, this yeah, guy's you, a border guard. He's going to think we're weird. For this. You shame him. Yeah. You don't know what podcasts are. Yeah. You don't know you that. Know, also, I was joking right before we pulled up to the border. Like, what if our host is like, a hipster who listens to this he definitely has never heard a podcast this guy was definitely somebody who's like just yeah. listening to guys talk nah it sounds a little zesty for me i listen to music <laughs> the border guard you're talking about yeah he, he did not have you, a don't, you don't you don't think he's got jerry on in the booth in that booth actually i bet jerry does have a big like border guard contingent i feel like it does yeah. for sure yeah okay he's heard jerry but the I, how long gone boys have never been on i him. feel like 80 percent of his views on the current <laughs> political landscape come from are jerry are informed by jerry yeah yeah so it was let, let, let's just say he orders the karage at a <laughs> at a sushi place i yeah. think he's a loyalist i think i told you about the wild uh my wild interaction with the border guard this summer when uh we went over the border to ferndale and 
Oh yeah. I yeah. was driving and yeah. the border guard. Oh, I thought you were going to say I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't say you weren't. <laughs> I was on the level. Um, no, no. I was George on... just heard about the phrase on the level and he doesn't know what it means. I didn't even just hear about it. Like it just came into my mind randomly <laughs> on the C bus. It did. You know, when you're on the C bus. That's just, you know, it, yeah, you're listening it, to that push a T, but go on. You're at the border. It's, it's a natural high. It's a natty high on that, <laughs> on that SB. But, um, we, oh, this is quick. I just, when I crossed the border, uh, uh, he goes, what's, um, you know, uh, purpose what, of, what's your purpose yeah. of your visit? And I go, uh, pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I just say pleasure. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> Yo, pause. <laughs> he turns to the other border Yeah, let me hit that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I was gonna say. So also, I was with yeah, I was with Ty and Eric. Ty was driving. Eric uh, said on his most recent trip across the border, like he shaved his head, like he has buzzed hair now. Hell yeah! And on his old passport photo, he has a lot more hair. Yeah. And the border guard looked at the passport and was like, "What happened to your broccoli haircut?" <laughs> like, put him on flat. Damn. <laughs> anyway, border guards are not nice to me, and my friend. That's what I'm trying to say. We're we're upstanding young men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was. It was wild after the show. We're like, you know what? We're in Seattle. It's, you know, 930, approaching 10. We got to. So our options were have like fast food that we could only get in the States and drive back real mm. quick or make a bit more of a night of it. And we're like, yeah, let's do a sit down thing. We were paralyzed by indecision. We were driving all around. It was approaching like 1030. So all the like 11 p.m. places were closing their kitchens. Eventually, we got referred to a spot that was like a later night spot. It was called the Bait Shop. You were referred to? Sounds like some eyes wide shut (laughs) shit, dude. You got a password. You had to go buy costumes in a closed costume shop. We uncovered a vast sex conspiracy. (laughs) That may or may not actually (laughs) exist. Save that for Deadly Illusion. Okay, okay. Um, Episode two, folks. Okay. So we went to a place called the Bait Shop, which is like seafood themed. Wait, isn't that the fucking name from the the fucking bar in uh, the OC? The OC, yeah. It is, huh? No relation as far as I know. No relation. (laughs) Bright Eyes wasn't playing. But like live we at were that told bar? at this one restaurant that was closing up, the hostess was like, oh, go there. They have a cool Christmas light show. Okay. Like, we don't know what that means, but okay. okay. So we walked down the block and like, so on the hour, every hour for like three minutes, the entire restaurant ceases to function because this light show is so all encompassing. What? There are like tons of Christmas lights hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> the like house lights go off. Everything's off. Things are flashing. They're playing this like trap remake of carol of the bells this is pink floyd's the bait shop <laughs> yeah and it's it was funny to think like none of the staff can like work during this like they're probably just going out to like smoke a cigarette okay in fact i, I mean that it, rules i think it might have been engineered to give the staff a chance to go out and smoke so the idea is that <laughs> so the idea is that uh you get your food and then you chill and you eat and this yeah. light show is high and you're watching yeah. the light show okay okay and it was how's the food the food was pretty good. I had a fish sandwich. I yeah. was like at the point where I was so hungry that I could not, I could barely read a menu at that point. <laughs> so yeah, we got nachos and fish sandwiches. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, and the, bringing us back to this podcast, the menu had a cocktail called the Kissing Booth. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. It's like God was speaking to me being like, record this podcast. <laughs> the people must oh, know. What, one last comment on the trip and then we'll dive into Kay. the Kissing Booth. So I was so impressed when Ty and Eric got their episode out yesterday. I'm like, damn, I don't want to talk to anybody after work. I just want to lay on my couch. Uh, I was really impressed with their tenacity. And I thought, like, if these guys had different life trajectories and applied themselves, they could be, like, reporters on the front line of a war, you know? Like, 
they're not. They, they chose to podcast about Subway instead. But, you know, they could be. They could have broke the Jared story. Yeah. They could have cracked that case open. The cursed Jared story. What's their take on Jared? Uh, well, shockingly, they're anti-Jared. Is that like Voldemort on their podcast? No, like, he no, can no, never they, say his name? They've addressed it. I think they're surprised that Subway's not since really had a mask on. Okay. So I feel like Subway's right. brand identity kind of suffers from... It's almost like calling attention to Jared when you think, oh, yeah, Subway doesn't have a mascot currently. Because Papa John's had one, and then they got Shaq after he was like, right. something happened to well, him, pa- wasn't it? Yo, Papa John's canceled Papa John. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember, it, it was an inside job. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, we won't get into it. All, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we're not trying to get too controversial here. We don't condone Papa John's use of racial language. We should make that clear. Um, okay. We condone Shaq. Yes, we're pro Shaq, yeah. anti Papa John. Yeah. Um, okay, so the kissing booth. Okay. Uh, you had not seen this before we had the idea for this pod. No. Okay. So when I popped it on, um, white claw in hand, I I was confused at the lack of Asian American representation in the uh, movie because I thought that this was the motherfucking um, to all the boys I've loved before. to all the boys I've loved before. So I was very so confused to I, not see I any Asian Americans in this film. It, yes. What you know, the salt was rubbed in my wound sufficiently when I found out one of the main characters was named Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is not the most diverse of movies. Yeah. Well, actually, it's height diverse because Joey King is like four feet tall and Jacob Elordi is like seven feet tall. So, okay. So, first of all, shouts out letterbox.ca yeah. or is it .ca? Oh, yeah. Um, we have some reviews we wanted to read, right? Oh, so, okay. So, I was going to say, I was trolling through the reviews the other day um, or last night because I was rewatching this yeah. movie last night to get fresh with uh, the, the content. Um, and I noticed a lot of uh a lot of uh height discrimination first of all mm. something i want to point out is height uh, the problem of height discrimination mm. in the letterbox comments because they are all hating they're all like this tall ass motherfucker got into harvard right because at one point jacob alordi spoilers gets into harvard at the end of the he film is a brilliant genius e- everyone in the letterboxed comments are like this tall motherfucker got into yeah. harvard all caps <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like I also saw a lot of, um, this is a problem of letterbox review. This is a problem I have with a whole genre of letterbox review where it's just women, women posting horny things on letterbox. So a lot of women are yes. just so horny for him because he's tall and he's very good looking. Yes. But it's like, there are a lot of letterbox reviews where it's like, you didn't have to type this. You're not adding anything to the discord. <laughs> no, like, there should be a separate, like, and a thirsty lot. letterbox for yes. people who want to do that and then a real one for people who actually want to discuss movies in some way yes yes um um i have a review here okay uh half star okay. this is 13 reasons why for single people who hate themselves i saw that one. <laughs> and i am a single person who hates myself and yes <laughs> yes 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 um hold on i had some i had saved some uh letterbox screenshots here um <laughs> oh one and a half stars i think it's against the geneva convention <laughs> to show this to people. so yeah there are a lot of funny people on letterbox writing good reviews but this movie uh not well reviewed i would say very not well reviewed dude uh 1.4 average on letterbox which i guess we should say for people who don't go on letterbox 
it is unusual for a movie to have less than two something. Really unusual, yeah. It, it has to be pretty fucking bad because even a lot of bad movies will be well-reviewed by not smart people. And I would say as a rule of thumb, like over 3.2, 3.3 means it's like pretty solid. Yeah. And anything over four is very good. Like you're watching probably like a Criterion Collection type movie if it's like over four stars. Average. Yes. Um, yeah. Here's my favorite review on Letterboxd. <laughs> Half a star. <laughs> this made my titties cold. <laughs> what does that even mean? I love it. Yeah. After eight years of another half star. After eight years of marriage and ten years together, my wife has finally figured out the best, cruelest way to torture me. Damn. Uh, half star review. I hate to admit it, I did have a short-lived Jacob Elordi face after this movie. <laughs> um, I was I was watching this movie with uh, my girlfriend Amanda. Shouts out Amanda. Um, Shouts out to Amanda for lending us one of our two microphones. By the way. Yeah, dude. You a real one for this. Yeah. You have a lot to answer for, but you're also a real one. Because, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> the mic is very sticky for some reason. Yeah, so George shows up and he's like, one mic is good. The other is weirdly sticky. And I'm not lying when I say, like, it feels like the floor of the Metropole pubs. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. If that's a good frame of reference for any of you fucking degenerates out there. Um, okay, the other freaking uh, discrimination happening in the Letterboxd comments. So hi- Jacob Elordi's mm. so height, first of all, a lot of heightism. A lot of a lot of uh, tall guy discrimination. Yeah. A lot of straight discrimination. A lot right. of people going. This is the straightest movie I've ever right. seen. Yeah, a lot of people. Are a lot like, of sit- are straight people okay or like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. Like that. Which again, I think people are like sassy zoomers who yeah. are just popping off, you know. Yeah. And you know, as, as a member of the straight community, I'm not trying to say this movie is representative of everything going on no i was gonna say as a tall member of the straight yeah. community for those, can, of, for those of you at home we're both very tall i can That's get into harvard yeah I, I just chose not to the only basis for getting into harvard is like a roller coaster like it must be this tall it's like six foot three <laughs> um but you were saying you're gonna crack a claw with you keep talking you watch this with your girlfriend amanda and she was very smitten with jacob lordy um okay yeah dude i was gonna say i i'm gonna just pretend amanda don't listen to this part uh just close your ears or or uh just mute for a second um euphoria doesn't exist in my house yeah no don't let her watch euphoria she's gonna fall in love with this okay so jacob e lordy dude i the e lord himself doesn't exist in my in my household watching this movie i can't help but think of euphoria which i know you have not seen but there are so many overlaps where it's like in euphoria he plays a character who is unsurprisingly tall but also like a popular jock at high school who is very like violent and manipulative and it gets so much darker in euphoria but it's like it's almost like this is the the basis and he kind of pulled from this to like inform his euphoria character a bit Mm. so this came out prior to euphoria season one unknown to me why he chose to return for kissing booth two and three when he became this like breakout star that everyone loves from euphoria i was gonna say he's british too right uh, Australian. Australian. Yeah. Um, he's very handsome. I wish I was him. He, I would love to be Jacob Lordy. He looks like a Hollister model. He does. Yeah. yeah. He does have like a very um, like classic white, like yeah. no tattoos, like ripped Hollister model type. Yeah. 
wears and the skinniest jeans ever. Painted on jeans. Yeah. That's how you can tell he's from a British colony. Yes. <laughs> Tight ass jeans. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was gonna say, so in Euphoria, his character obviously has a lot more depth than his character in the kissing booth, mm. but there's like a lot of, like, he does such terrible things to people in Euphoria, but you also feel like there's a certain, like, vulnerable, tortured quality to his character, and you see with his upbringing, he was exposed to a lot of, uh, unusual sexual stuff from finding, like, his dad's videotapes, right. and, you know, his character oh. may be gay, he may be bisexual, we don't actually know, it's, okay. it hasn't been resolved yet um but yeah he's he's doing some pretty twisted stuff in that show but yeah don't let your girlfriend watch it because he's, no. he's very handsome she's she's not watching <laughs> he, i would say he's much better styled by both hair and costume in euphoria than he is in this movie the haircut does not do him any favors no it really doesn't he has like a floppy haircut i, I saw a lot of comments in letterboxd um .ca saying they preferred his brother uh, Lee, uh, whoever plays him, right, uh, thought were brother. was more handsome than than him. Yeah, I'm also scrolling through Letterbox. I'm seeing some reviews that are like, "Are the hot guys in movies now just not hot?" Yeah, people are really mean on Letterboxd. Yeah, to I mean, be I, I gotta be honest. I didn't think there was a like. He's he's got a very generic kind of look. You know what he I mean? Does. He's got that Channing Tatum, like, yeah, you're you're yeah. you're dumb, buff, and handsome. Like, right. like I get it. Like, like there's nothing interesting. Have that kind of quality. Yeah. Um. <laughs> two stars. Every shot looks like it's straight out of a car commercial. <laughs> also, I was gonna say, do you know where this movie was filmed? Ah, uh, I'm okay. I'm gonna guess. It's not LA because there's a lot of green screen. Yes. Um. I'm gonna guess. I don't think it yeah. Was... There's a lot of noticeable green screen in this movie. Um, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna You'll guess never... Canada. I'm gonna guess Canada. Cape Town, South Africa. Whoa! <laughs> and a few scenes were filmed on location in LA. And no POCs <laughs> to be found. <laughs> this is a very white movie. Um, yeah, which seems like such a random place admittedly i don't know much about the film industry in south africa but yeah. this is not a neil blancamp or whatever his name is <laughs> no there's no diet word for the no. although the soundtrack is it kind of slaps a little it slaps a little bit i disagree with you but it's got energy also for the folks at home it george, tricked me into liking first time george watches movie gave it three out of five stars it, the soundtrack tricked me the Wait, vampire weekend song on the soundtrack tricked me into thinking this is a good and then george rewatched it i will say he's very studious about this podcast yes rewatched this last night thank and you then gave it uh two, two stars. stars yeah i took away a star i think i gave it a star and a half i, I removed a star yeah 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 uh well, we're, last... we're on the level we're close <laughs> we're on the level folks uh, one last thing before we kind of dive into, we'll do like a bit of a plot walkthrough and kind of talk about stuff that caught our attention. Uh, so this is based on a story written by somebody who was 15 years old at the time. She wrote it on Wattpad? Wattpad. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we'll be transparent with you listeners. We did lose a tiny bit of audio there um it's our first one you know what fuck it we ball let's go so <laughs> we cut off when we were discussing how this was written by a 15 year old not our intention to dunk on 15 year old writers it's great if you're 15 and you're publishing your writing and it resonates the adults who made this movie however we are going to you know dunk on them uh yeah <laughs> there's also some very questionable adults in 
characters in the movie. Yeah, no, none of none of the adults in this movie really behave as adults. No. So should we get into the plot now? I, I think we should, yeah. Okay. So we open with a montage, which I have a lot of issues with how many montages there are in this movie. I do too, but we <laughs> disagree on Damn. the fact that I enjoy the opening montage. I kind of enjoy it. Because we're presented with so much information about Elle, like her whole life story right away. We get the story of how her and so the main character Lee yeah. were born. So L played by Joey King. Or sorry, main character uh L, uh her best friend Lee, born on the same day. Boy. Born, Lee's a boy. Boy. Yeah. Um I don't think I talked about this. I forget if I did, but the fact that his name is Lee and there's no Asian representation <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna reiterate it again and again. Well, again, this is like the worst <laughs> companion series to all the boys I've loved. Before. Like clearly designed to compete with that. It is right to all the boys I've loved before was like pretty good, at least the first one. I yeah, I remember I remember yeah. enjoying it. But um, <laughs> so their their moms are best friends. They're born in the same yes. hospital on the same day or something, right? Some uh, dumb shit like that. Yeah, dumb sh- bullshit like that. And okay, what I wrote. Um, so there's a line of dialogue that our moms uh, were BFFs before that term ever existed. And right. I was like, there's no way that's fucking true. And <laughs> I, look, I look this up. I Jamie, stopped, pull that up. I stopped the film and pulled <laughs> this up. And the first time that BFF was used was 1978. So wow. um, it checks out. Huh. <laughs> it checks out. I actually did not think about the use of BFF before texting. Yeah. Out of the many details in the film to nitpick that <laughs> got under my radar. That so was, good on you. That's that was my first note. Folks, that's why you have a co-host. Um also oh yeah, I was gonna say, like, speaking of anachronism ana- anachronisms. Yeah. <laughs> anachronisms, dude. Um uh I was surprised at how much getting of numbers there was in this movie. <laughs> Were you yeah. surprised by that? Yeah, because nowadays it's like, you know, if you're trying to chat somebody up, it's like, yo, let me add you on Instagram. That's the thing. Because then you can just message somebody, but it seems a little less intense. I'm like, give me your phone number. Give me your <laughs> Where is it? Where is your number? <laughs> working on my Batman character, so... Dude, I just do Batman voice when I'm hanging out by myself in my apartment. When you're drinking kombucha. <laughs> when I'm... This is my second one, so I'm getting fucked up. Yeah, I th- um, I think we lost the yeah. part in the recording I, where you all cracked your second where kombucha. Where I made George get me a kombucha and bottle opener. Yeah, shout out to Culture Kombucha. Um, yeah, so about the opening montage, I complained about in my notes about the tonal shifts because they'll be like, happy, happy, happy. Elle's growing up. She's like, got my first period. Finally, three seconds later, my mom died. <laughs> Say goodbye to mom. So the main takeaways are that her mom dies and that she has always been horny for Jacob Lordy growing up. Yes. The like forbidden fruit of the older brother. And obviously Lee is not supportive of this as the whole movie goes to great lengths to show us. And the movie points out that the activity that I would like we talk, wait, the activity DDR. that her and Lee uh, you know, like connect over is yeah, dancing to a hundred gex. <laughs> what I can only <laughs> describe as a hundred, one hundred gex. Yeah, or that's a lot of gex. Or BTS. Yeah. I don't, one of those. Um, like hyper pop type. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like DDR. Yeah, mm-hmm. which ah, 
very specific. I respect it. It, you know what? I think it is a specific that works for the characters. They're living in like 1990s. They're getting phone numbers. They're dancing to DDR. Is this the 90s? No, it's no. Not it, 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 okay, okay. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, some of it seems like it could be. Yeah, oh, totally. In the 90s, because totally. I feel like phones don't really play that big of a part in this. Uh, I don't think all of it could happen without texting. Still, right? All Probably. of this could conceivably happen over Snapchat. Yeah. Do you think, dude, you know on Snapchat how you can make it so other people can see you on the Snap map? <laughs> yes. Be the type of motherfucker to like punch a hole in the wall for his friends turns off their location on the Snap map. <laughs> you turn on your, you, 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 you try to find Lee on the Snap map and he's always in that sex gazebo of his. Later <laughs> well, on in the story. That's Flynn. Who has oh, the, sorry. Oh, that's Flynn. Brother. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's, that's Flynn. Lee, the possessive weird friend. And I think uh, in the lost audio, I was saying this movie doesn't work because it's like you think Lee is going to be, you know, romantically interested in Elle. And it's like this big secret that he's carried throughout their friendship. And it's like, no, he's just a really weird possessive friend. He's so possessive. Um, And I and I divulged that I kind of connect with that, man. Mm. Like, I feel like that possessive friendship mm. is not a topic that's often covered in mm. film. So I thought that was interesting. And I didn't think the movie played it off as like that was the whole arc of the film the whole arc of the film was that lee is the villain dude robert e lee is the villain (laughs) and and um and uh it's it's joey king's emancipation from lee that is basically the arc it's her her self-actualization that's like i guess you could argue more so than the actual like romantic slash sexual relationship yeah it's the coming of age in her removal or stepping back from that friendship dynamic the kissing booth is a red herring yeah i, I thought it was gonna be much more about smooching i know i know there's a lot more talk about when we talk about the kissing raymond carver yo imagine if this was a raymond carver story and it was like three pages and we could just move on with our lives one of the characters is blind <laughs> They're trying to draw some. <laughs> they're trying to draw a kissing booth. Um, so we learn that Lee and L are very like studious, right? Like yeah. student council is expecting their idea for a fall fundraiser mm-hmm. before the school year has started, which seems yes. crazy. I've never began a school year and already been behind the ball because the first day, if not two, are like write offs. You don't do anything. No, no one knows what's going on. No one even knows what classes they're in. No, but already it's like, oh, we have all this pressure and deadlines. Yeah, th- yeah, that so was... So it's like, are they trying to get into fucking Harvard? But they're not tall enough, so they should no, know they're that. they're short. They should know that they're Somebody not tall enough. Somebody should have been like, you can go to a community college. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do you think Lee's on, like, incel forums looking at, like, how he'll never have a partner because he's too short? <laughs> Dude... How tall is he? Is he? He's a little taller than Joey King, but that doesn't like mean short, very much. But still within the range of like, you don't look at him and be like, "Whoa!" Like Danny DeVito is like, right? You know, right? Borderline, like almost a little person. It's right. not to that extent. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. But every, but everybody is Danny DeVito compared to well, the E Lord. Yeah, when you're E Lord, you're just looking down at a sea of Danny DeVitos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Danny DeVitos all the way down. Oh, it must be nice. It would rock being Jacob Elordi. Yeah, I, I want to get him on. So that's the ultimate goal for oh, the yeah. podcast. So we're going to cover Kissing Booth 2 and then 3. Yeah. We'll cap the first season, the first run of episodes yeah. with the Kissing Booth 3. And I would 
more so than the CEO of Netflix, Reed Hastings, whose audio I put in the intro, mm -hmm. I want to sit down with the Lordy. Imagine three mics around this table. Because oh. I want to ask Lordy, why did you go back to this series after you became a breakout star with Euphoria? Like, the bag must have been crazy. Like, Netflix <laughs> must have, you know, like, what? Cashing that check. Like, fucking all your co-stars. Like, tell me about your life. <laughs> Dude, when I find out he's, like, a nice guy in real life, I don't know if I'm going to live myself Whoa. with him being that handsome and him being such a nice guy. I was going to say. And Amanda I, having a, a low-key crush yeah, on him. Yo, Amanda, stop listening. Stop listening. Uh, don't tell Amanda, but I follow him on Instagram, and he'll sometimes post about, like, very artsy, obscure movies. And no. Like, Damn. He has taste. Cool. He, he has, has taste. taste yeah. Fuck, dude. He was posting about, like, an Abel Ferrara movie. God damn. God damn. God damn. Yeah. I think we're all in love Fuck. with them. That's the theme of this podcast. <laughs> realizing we're all in love with Jacob Elordi. I'm, I'm just trying to face to like, I, I'm, I'm trying to confront that fact. I yeah. think <laughs> it, in myself, that's, yeah, that's a fault of mine that I'm trying one, to you know? overcome. But um, um, okay, let's go through it. So the friendship is very governed by rules between Lee yes. and Al. There are many, many rules that will be invoked throughout this movie, which seem mostly designed by him to like control her behavior i was, I was gonna say he made up all yeah, of this motherfucker made up all the rules because it's like oh you can't date someone's relatives like who in l's family would he possibly date right yeah, that, <laughs> dude that's such a great point like, although she does have a brother a younger like an eight-year-old yeah. brother he's like i won't date him yeah. you don't date my like hot it's older like, brother hey i'm not gonna hook up with your single dad yeah like, yeah that's fair it's yeah, kind of presumed that's, that's fair that's fair yeah, no, yeah, it seems very much to his advantage. No, these yes, exist. they're stacked, as they say. Well, stacked brings us to our next point. So Jacob Lordy's <laughs> character says, when did you get the boobs to Joey King? Yes. So this is our male romantic lead that yes. we're supposed to like. Yeah. So he's hanging out on the pool deck. He's like back from football practice and he's like all shirtless or whatever. Yes. And he says to her, when did you get the boobs? Let me just point Which, out, not not, per, not perfect, not a perfect physique, because he's got a big-ass mole under his tit, have, under his tit. He does have an interesting mole. So I'm sure he's had it looked at, though. I don't think it's, I hope it's not anything sinister. I mean, we need to get him on the pod, so I really do hope that. I'm DMing Jacob Alori. Please get your mole checked out. It means a lot to us. You're in our prayers. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah so i like that you immediately had to like yeah. find a fault just like pull him back down you're like no yeah. see amanda he's not so perfect he has yeah. a mole yeah like the mole all i can i can't even concentrate on his abs all yeah. i keep looking at is the mole <laughs> <laughs> the mole brings him down to like barely five ten <laughs> the mole adds ten pounds um so so at this point it's like she's infatuated with him but he sees her as like a younger sister type, yeah. allegedly yeah although i think this motherfucker was scheming the whole time yeah. as we'll soon find out so so it's her first day at school first day of school she goes to school with a skirt that literally ends where her ass cheek ends there's like ass hanging over that skirt yes. yeah i wrote in my notes she's dressed like a student in a porn like she's gonna get stuck <laughs> stepbrother uh yeah the real perverts out there will get that one um yeah no it's crazy and she's like so innocent and naive she's like oh this won't be a big deal everybody notices and you mentioned before like her dad just looks and is like you're going to school in that okay my daughter's not gonna get sexually harassed on the first day of school yeah he questions her on it and then lets her go <laughs> 
And then immediately she gets harassed by a dude who looks 30 years old who smacks her ass. Yeah. Uh, Flynn just off rip starts punching the guy. So yeah. one thing about Flynn is he's very quick to become violent. That's his, yeah. Which it, it, is a great trait, again, in our male romantic lead. Yes. Uh, great trait from somebody who's smart enough to go to Harvard but can't resist just punching motherfuckers. Yeah, like, I was going to say, like, in what world does that Venn diagram exist? Somebody who is addicted uh, to fighting and also gets into Harvard? <laughs> Fighting is an addiction. Well, it's like uh, Ryan in the OC. He was addicted to fighting. Oh, he was, man. He had that dog in him. He was. <laughs> Dude. Um, yeah, so all three of them end up in detention. Yes. And then uh, Flynn basically says... <laughs> which like, is interesting. Which is interesting that she ends up in detention. There's a lot of talk in the letterbox comments all over this. Yeah. Because, okay, so... So who ends up in detention? Okay, so the guy who slaps her ass, of course, ends up in detention, and I would argue, I would argue, redeems himself in a later scene. We'll Pat, get to that shortly. Uh, Flynn, yeah. uh, E Lord, yeah. lands himself in detention because he punches him. Makes yeah. sense. So Joey King lands in detention be- for the dress code violation for violating the dress code. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as Elord says to her, as they're sitting there, yeah, I had to protect you. You're like a sister, but you were kind of asking for it the way you were dressed. That's the thing, man. I mean, this movie has really chill attitudes towards everything. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's a big, big stink in the letterbox comments. Like nominal trouble. It's like ah, you have like one day of detention. Right, right, right. Um. Anyway, yeah, there's a big stink in the letterbox over well, this. Did she deserve? Was she rightfully sent to detention? Just, just yeah. for Joey, dude. I would argue at that point she understands what she did. She won't do it again. I don't think detention is needed. No, I don't think detention. But this was principal needed. is a real stickler. Yeah. So. Again, the the adults in the movie are just failing this young woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The white <laughs> so, male. The white males in this movie. Um. Do we want to talk about like the cool girl group? Oh yes, we do. Oh, absolutely, we do. Um, wait. Oh yeah, we haven't had the detention scene yet. Okay, so the OMGs are like I forget their names, but it spells out like OMG. It's like Olivia. Screen. It's flashed because obviously we're watching the 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 kissing booth, so we're dumb, and we (laughs) need it spelled out. Like, oh, that's what it means. And uh, I wrote. The foley work on the guy drinking the smoothie as they walk into the cafeteria is crazy. Like it's so <laughs> loud in the mix that slurping is it goes way too hard. <laughs> but anyway, they're the popular girls, and um, I guess they talk to Elle for the first time because they heard about like the commotion and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they, they, I guess they heard that the guys were fighting over her. Yeah, and, and everyone is horny for Flint. Everybody wants Elord. So these popular girls are yeah. like into him yes. as well. Yes. Um, and um, my take is that the brunette of that group is the most attractive uh, female in this film. Whoa. So this is the ranking women podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would pretty much concur. Uh, Joe King, if you're listening to this, get at me. And I think she was Lee's uh, crush the originally um oh the, yes. the brunette yes, in yes, the omgs the, the m in the omgs that shows you real i rewatched this like a week ago and i can barely remember <laughs> so. um lee is trying on shirts in a boutique and l is giving him like fashion advice and I oh, why is she doing that because 
they are going to a party, right? Yes. Yeah. The OMGs invite them to a party, I believe. Wait, did we talk about detention yet? No, that is yet to happen. Oh, it's yet to happen. Okay, okay. So the, so the OMGs invite them to a party because now they think L is cool because uh, uh, E-Lord yeah, uh, punched a guy for her. Yeah. And so they're trying on shirts. What did you think of the shirts? So I was going to say these shirts look like Versace shirts. The way yes. they're like so garish and loud. Yes. L is like, you can't wear that. Honestly, Dude? I think Lee needs to just lean into it. He lives in the most fucking ostentatious house. He yes. drives like an $80,000 car like why wouldn't he wear a flashy shirt I was gonna say I thought it was drip I thought I thought thought almost all the shirts he was trying on was pure drip yeah well that's the danger when you let your female friends dictate what you wear when you don't when you don't believe in yourself to put together a fit because okay we think our theory is that he deep down is into her on a maybe subconscious level maybe um although he claims to just be a friend a good friend um is she deep down into him i mean is she trying to I, actively make him not fuck well by telling yes. him his fucking fire ass shirts yeah are bad yeah we all know the like, fire like hey you're you look bad in that let me put on something frumpy so you can't go and yeah there there could be an element to that i uh, no, i, I uh, mean, honestly I, I i i i just think that this oh, movie I, doesn't understand current style <laughs> I think like currently the style is that style yes yeah yeah patterns yeah. loud yeah uh i think there's a lot of psychosexual stuff in this movie even between like lee and flynn when they're fighting dude later. yes uh, maybe that's just me bringing in all the psychosexual stuff with a lordy in euphoria yes <laughs> as well yes because <laughs> there's a lot of uh he's going through some stuff in that one too. okay um so they have a brainwave at this boutique for a kissing booth yes and I wrote in my notes, is this legal? <laughs> Which That's I guess cool. we talked earlier. Probably not. Probably not. And I wrote, I guess in the school of sex pests and male manipulators, anything goes? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever participated in a kissing booth? No. Either as pain simp or uh, the whore. <laughs> the, arch- the, yeah, the, no, ki- the kissing booth archetypes yeah neither have i no i have not i can't say i have would you participate in a kissing booth um no no as either as role e- no it's no. too weird okay if you had to be one of the roles would you be the john <laughs> the, the kissing john bo- or the, the kissing booth john the lady of the night yeah um i don't like the idea of standing in front of everyone blindfolded and not knowing who i'm kissing right that seems like a really not good that would make me anxious yeah i'd rather be like i'm a simp but at least i know who i'm kissing right yeah. right yeah um this is an anti-simping podcast pro-pimping <laughs> anti-simping pro shack yeah uh okay so they have this idea so they're like oh we're gonna pitch it um so the next scene is detention yes so i wrote here gropey guy cross dresses and yells detention to get her number dash thoughts <laughs> okay so here's my thought uh shows a different side of him doesn't he there's a little bit of depth to that right. character huh he's he can he can you right. know he's, he's, you, you you start off thinking he's this dumb macho guy toxic toxic uh he's willing to you know make a fool of himself yeah, let's say he's... and in the middle of detention for this yeah. girl um sort of i think redeems himself a little bit you know because because so he's going like so they're in detention obviously he just he's grabbed her number he just grabbed her ass oh, yeah he grabbed her kissing booty. 
when when you were texting me about this movie, your 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 autocorrect kept yeah. correcting it to the kissing booty. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, the movie isn't that exciting. Don't <laughs> don't get too excited. Um, um, so he, they're both in detention, and she's detention for the dress code violation. And he sends her like a little note in the middle. Teacher is reading Beekeeper magazine. Great detail. <laughs> yeah. Um, good specific. Uh, he sends her a note that's like basically like do you want to go out with me and uh she's like she sends him a note back basically saying i will if like you do if you like make it make a fool of yourself like put on the skirt that i was just wearing that i just got in trouble for kind of a dare i say kink element that yeah yeah (laughs) joey king what's going on joey kink dude (laughs) joey king (laughs) her kink is really tall guys and making men wear her clothing (laughs) <laughs> and e lords um so, so he comes back in he does it he does he it changes. i thought it was i thought it was cute man i thought it was a cute scene yeah i guess it comes down to how much does this character acknowledge that like smacking your ass was very much the wrong thing to do which yes. i guess he kind of acknowledges yes but... how much does detention really well, make you retroact you know sort yeah. of Take a good how, hard look at your life and how uh capable of introspection is this yes, character. Yes, yes. He has to like post a notes app apology on Instagram for all his <laughs> So they agree to a date. Uh Lee and L are speculating, what does a person do on a date? Because they're virgin losers. And this scene <laughs> yes. is what has been in my mind for years because I hate it so much. They're sharing a sandwich between the two of them. Yes. Like, taking a bite. Like, it would be if I sat at this table, took a bite, passed it to George, he took a bite, and passed it back. That is, like, insane. Yeah. Nobody has ever done that. And if you do, you need, like, a medical intervention. Like, that's insane. It's so wild. It's really weird. <sighs> I have, hey, I have gotten a lot better about my, like, hangups about sharing food, but that is a bridge too far. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> that, that is, I wrote. I got to say, I have done that with amanda for sure we've we've given each other bites of our sandwich is that okay in a relationship context uh in a relationship it's less weird than in a friendship for sure yes (laughs) yeah i uh, I guess anything goes in a relationship yeah um so the next scene lee drops l off she's in a very glittery dress way overdressed (laughs) lee gives her a pep talk if he can't see how completely baller you are, he's not the right guy for you. Hold so. on, I just realized you said anything goes in a relationship. <laughs> I don't know if anything goes. Between consenting adults. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be fucking cross-examined on this thing. Goddamn. Uh, Go on. If he can't see how completely baller you are, he's not the right guy for you. So after yes. the pep talk, she immediately gets stood up, uh, which is very sad. Joey King, I would never stand you up like that. Uh, so now... She, she's your king. Well, she's my king and queen. She's the sun, the moon, and the stars. Uh, disappointing Mr. Skin page, but, you know, whatever. Uh, so Ellen and Lee are playing DVR now, yes. of course. Yes. Dealing with the grief. Uh, Joey King says, uh, what's wrong with me? Like, is my butt too big? Am I free? Joey, if you're listening, your butt's perfect. Don't worry about that. I, okay? Dude, I, I wrote that down as well. <laughs> That's wrote, a ridiculous thing. I That's wrote, a fucking ridiculous thing to say. too big in today's era. Yes. Of like, 
Photoshop and BBLs and all Dude, that stuff. Dude, that's why. It's, yeah. This is the most anachronistic movie Yeah, it's ever. like the 90s. People are getting each other's phone numbers in this movie yeah. for some reason. And As if, asking if their ass is too big. Like, what is this? Yeah. They're As having if. kissing booths? Dude, what era does this movie take in? Yeah. This is in, like, the Confederate South. <laughs> um, so the gropey guy shows up to DDR and he says, hey, I really wanted to take you out, but, like, I couldn't. I didn't mean to ghost you, but... Uh, Noah has been telling all the guys not to ask Al out. Elord. So, in what way is, is lording it. afraid to go on a date, but he'll just sexually harass her in public? <laughs> like, how does he think that is not going to get punished? But he's like, oh, I can't take her out on a date. Yeah. I just realized that in my head. That makes no sense. Like, well, I guess he's afraid that Elord is, is going right. to beat him up, right? Right. Or maybe this is like in between these two events, Elord has been. Or are we supposed to think this is a long-running thing, and that's why she's gotten no attention from guys, despite being, you know, good-looking enough? I, I think we are also meant to... One of us has to read the book. If one of us was a true podcaster, yeah. we would have read the book before That could podcast. be like a Patreon tier, where we read source material. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, the next scene, Elle is calling him, and she says, you do realize you're not my dad, right? Which, Oh, is, is, psychosexual stuff is is he your zad though yeah is he your zad? and also i wrote down that he looks like he's fully naked sitting in like a desk chair so that, what was he doing before this phone call that scene was so weird yeah he's taking this phone call basically naked yeah. there's like an austin powers level of like concealing of his dick like yeah. like like like, <laughs> like the yeah. desk is just barely concealing his dick yeah but he's he like says, fully naked taking this phone call which i thought was hilarious. kind of funny it's very funny. He says, you still have a lot to learn, kiddo. So they're establishing like this fun, sexy tension, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, Elle and Lee pitch their idea for the fundraiser. Lee blurts out kissing booth. The student council seems like surprisingly into it. And then yes. Elle makes the perhaps mistake of promising like, oh, by the way, Flynn's going to be at the booth to like get some momentum for the idea. Yeah. So she's promising that a hot jock will be there and everyone can smooch. Yeah this jock the lord is coming the lord of smooching yeah the lord of dicking down his coast <laughs> uh do you think he smashed molly ringwald on the side of this movie like he just couldn't help himself dude yeah at this point i mean i yes, yeah my next note is like not important at all uh the family lunch that the two families have noah shows up in a jean jacket and toothpick I wrote, this guy rocks, and then I wrote, what do you think about toothpicks? Do you ever chew a toothpick? Oh, I'll fuck with a toothpick. Nice. Yeah. I, I have a big jar of them on my desk at work. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm, like, really focusing on something, I just go, headphones in, toothpick. The maybe more important thing is, what do girls think about toothpicks? So listeners write in or text yeah. us, because probably you all have our phone numbers. And I'm <laughs> single, so if you saw me in public with a toothpick, female listeners, uh, would you assume... I'm Ryan Gosling in Drive or like a normal person. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like a loyalist in the Deep South. <laughs> it's one of those yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So there's a scene where Noah gives Elle a ride home from school. He's a bad boy. So of course he has a motorcycle. Yes. Uh, she says, I'm not going to get on that like one of your makeout girls. Yeah. Damn. So what? this guy has a reputation as like a player. Yeah. yeah. Pay me like one of your makeout girls. Yeah. <laughs> This guy has put in 10,000 hours of smooching practice. He has. So he takes her to... Uh, a, so it starts to rain. And... Uh, sorry, is this after the kissing booth? This is... Yeah, the raining thing is not happening yet. Oh, okay. That's still later in the movie. Oh, he drives so her home. Elle is still trying to rally steam for the kissing booth. Right. Sends a text to all of her contacts. She says, 
and it appears on the screen. Hey guys, need peeps to work our kissing booth. You in? And then uh, if you got the text, would you immediately block someone? <laughs> like what a crazy text again as you're trying to do like calculus. Yeah, that's so like, this is just after school. That's so wild. That's so wild. Dude. And it was it all spelled correctly? It was, but then the screen is like filled with everyone rejecting her, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Nobody's into it. Um, which I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like it would get traction in high school. I feel like maybe. I would take part in the kissing booth if I was in high school. Maybe. Yeah. If someone offered me a kissing booth in high school, yeah. I feel like I'd do it. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I would have like tried to be cool about it, but it would have made me very nervous. And I would I would have many reservations. Yes, yes. yes. But externally I'd be like, oh yeah. 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 We're at twenty nine minutes here. Okay. So we gotta pause. <laughs> we gotta pause, yeah, and uh okay we're back we're back okay listeners we're gonna try to move a bit more swiftly through the rest of this we do have a a party to go to later yeah we're bored. i do i do want to order some sushi in a moment or two um yeah i'm getting angry yeah so this is the party scene uh yeah. flynn's house oh yeah you know this luxurious mansion uh, the OMGs are talking with Elle. They're like pressuring her to drink. Obviously, she hasn't drank much before in her life. Yes. Dude, if I were if I were friends with Lee, I'd be drinking from sunup to sundown. <laughs> I'd be hitting that bottle real hard. Um, so Elle tries to get Flynn to do some sort of kissing booth uh, activation. He ends up uh, picking a conversation with her over like a random Mako girl. I guess he gets very offended that she's like ignored. So. The so uh, E Lord is making out with yeah yeah a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just fully making out on the balcony. Um, oh yeah, and the OMG girls go like yeah like can you go try yeah. try to activate him yeah. to join the kissing booth? <laughs> try to oh Manchurian candidate style. <laughs> I was going to say say the code word and yeah. go activate him. Yeah, um, and he's like, no, I only kiss recreationally. I yeah. would never do it for money. It's for yeah. the love of the game. Yeah. <laughs> money just makes it dirty. <laughs> um, so he refuses. Now the OMGs are getting L to do a pink shot. They're like, oh, it tastes like pink. Uh, what a classic line when somebody gives you like a dumb jello shot at a party or yes. whatever. Yeah. I feel like I've been told that like a half dozen times in my life. Like, oh, it tastes red. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's a hack. It's hack. Yeah. It's hack. Uh, so she's making inroads now into being popular. Like she's starting to dance. She's pounding shots. She's playing video games with a guy who clearly is trying to like hook up with her. Yes. Um, she's starting to get too wild. She's dancing on table. Um, uh, she strips. Strips on the table because yeah. she's she's a, she's just a young woman figuring yeah. out her life. Uh, I wrote all the guys are fascinated. New line. She has a great bod. Uh, yeah. New line. Arrow pointing to it. Flynn ends up carrying her away, and that's kind of all we get at the party. Yeah. Smash cut to her waking up the next day. So she slept at the house. She's in a jersey, it seems. Yes. Now, if you were playing, would you have something other than a jersey to give this girl? Like okay. an old t-shirt or something? Also, the jersey fits her like decently well. Yeah. And, we, and he has very different proportions. I've done the calculations. <laughs> it makes no sense that... So the jersey basically just barely covers her ass again. Um, yeah. Okay, that mm. makes no sense because that'd be like a crop top on, on, on E-Lord. Yeah. 
So, and how many clean jerseys does this, or is that his move? He's just always giving his jersey to women. Oh, he's got like girl jerseys. Yeah, yeah. I, I speculate that he has jerseys he doesn't even wear, but he just gives them to women Whoa. to make them feel special, like his grade six jerseys or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he was already he was her height, like in yeah. grade four. Yeah, yeah, grade four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, not the biggest flaw in yeah. the movie. We can blow past it. Yeah. Um. It takes her a second to figure out where she is. And I was going to say, this made me think of a scene from Blue Mountain State. Have you ever watched it? Okay, one of the football players has a concussion. And he's like waking up. He's like, where am I? Poster of me on the wall. Must be my room. (laughs) And for some reason, I was thinking of that scene during this when she's like, where am I? And then quickly figures it out. Um, She sees Flynn come in shirtless. She says, sweet mercy. (laughs) You know, ladies, when you see you know, a hot guy, you're always saying sweet mercy. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, golly. <laughs> uh, you revert back to, like, having no voting rights and stuff, like yeah. 1930s language. Well, she just wants to be manipulated by this guy. Yeah. So. I think she'd rather fuck him than have voting rights. Oh, absolutely. Right. She would throw away that ballot in a heart. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't care. Yeah. Um, Balls over ballot. <laughs> Which is not the official stance of this podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. We, nor do we condone. These are characters that we're playing. Yeah, yeah. God, I want to be a shock jock radio guy so bad. <laughs> this is like all I think about. Whenever I have a bad day at work, I'm like, this is bullshit. I should have had a radio show in the 90s. I feel like after he graduates from Harvard, uh, after floating around uh, a little bit, uh, E-Lord is going to become a shock jock. <laughs> the E-Lord character is going to become a shock become jock. like a red pill pickup artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Clearly he, uh... He's going to shave his head and become a red yeah. pill pickup artist. <laughs> Wait, are you implying that I shaved my head and became a red <laughs> That was not for ideological reasons. It was for male pattern baldness reasons. Which, of which there is no representation in this film. Although, it's funny because, uh, like I told you about crossing the border to go to the podcast. So, like, Eric shaved his head. Like, he's looks like he still has a full head of hair just chose it as like an aesthetic choice imagine peering into a car two out of three guys have shaved heads and they're like we're going to a podcast yeah. <laughs> would you assume with some like terrifying alt-right type activation yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah we're actually going to go see gavin mcginnis give a round table yeah <laughs> Because podcasts are the last bastion of like well, free it's speech. Kind of like, yeah, you can say whatever. Like, Anchor isn't going through this with a fine tooth comb. No, folks, look into lab leak theory. I implore you. <laughs> anyway, look into shack leak theory. <laughs> um, so she ends up rolling around in a curtain with Flynn. She kind of stumbles out of bed, and they yeah, we won't give you any more thing. context than that. But yeah. she ends up in a curtain, burritoed with Flynn. Yeah. And then Lee gives Elle a hangover kit. So do we think Lee... Are we supposed to think Lee is a fucking dork, but he knows what hangovers are like from seeing Flynn tear it up and like he gives his brother hangover kits? Mm. Or does he does he have personal experience? What is his hangover kit? I don't remember this part. I don't even remember. I don't know if they show any of it. It's yeah. probably something like apple juice or something because he's childish. Yeah, like what... Water and coffee, folks. That's all you need for a hangover. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Kombucha. And some kush. <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> um, We're a pro Reaper podcast. We are pro. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it has been legalized, so that stance yeah. isn't that. We, we only say that because it's legal. If it was like 2017, we would not be advocating. Absolutely not. Reaper. Absolutely But it's not. from to earth. It's yeah. good for you. 
Um, I mean, whatever Dr. Fauci says is cool, yeah. <laughs> is what we believe. Whatever Dr. Oz says is good for you. <laughs> um, so the OMGs agree to do the booth. We're going to skip ahead a bit. Uh, L says Flynn is going to work there and has a crush on one of them. So everybody's right. trying to manipulate everybody. Yeah. It's yeah, some yeah. Game of Thrones, House of Cards type shit. That's kind of high school-y. Yeah. A lot, a lot of the comments on the box say that, you know, <laughs> this is not representative of the high school I went to. Mm. Um, I thought that was cool, fairly high school Yeah, it's a lot of, like, asking, like, oh, do you think this person likes me? Yeah. Like, where's this person going to be? Yeah. Yeah, where's it? You got to check. There was no Snap Map when we were in high school. Oh. There was, like, Facebook. But even Facebook, I barely, I had it towards the end of high school. You'd be trying to intercept people on their walks home. Yeah, it, it would be nuts. <laughs> Yeah. Just trying to mind their own Holy business. Shit. Got yeah. their headphones in. Um, so Leonel are at school. They're playing around with paint and she he splashes her with paint. She made me be, mad. I will be so mad she if somebody did angry. this to me. Yeah. Like I I might punch someone. Like, like actual ass paint. Like paint yeah. from a paint can, not like face paint. And at no point was it discussed like, hey, should we do this? He, he just, just splashes. He her. just does it. Yeah, and that's not cool. Look. Okay. Any girl i know and you know what i'm gonna say 80 percent of guys i know most guys at this point would be fucking pissed if somebody yeah. just just threw paint on them yeah. i would say 100 percent of girls 80 percent of guys yeah, would no, be a lot automatically guys pissed if somebody yeah. without consent threw paint on your face and, and also clothes it's like a in middle, the middle of the school day right like does she have a gym strip in her locker is she gonna have to wear like the porno skirt again like what's going on <laughs> yeah no this is very not cool lee so she ends You're up fucking toxic <laughs> And so is the paint. Yeah. <laughs> she got that in her mouth. I saw it. Into, that went into her orifices, that's, dude. That's nasty. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, if she died like, uh, you know in the James Bond movie, Goldfinger? That's how her mom died in the opening montage. <laughs> by being fully painted. Yeah. You have to leave a bit of uh, She drank paint by accident because her, her BFF threw it into her mouth <laughs> Too much without consent. She got waterboarded with paint. This is giving me flashbacks. One time I was on camping trip with friends, like very drunk, and we were breaking apart like these glow sticks and like splashing the stuff on each other. And this one girl on the trip was like, oh, don't worry. It's water soluble. It's non-toxic. We're like, okay. And then we like get it in our mouths and stuff. <laughs> she just said some buzzwords that <laughs> made you think it was like, healthy. Why would this person this is, possibly know that? This is organic. Yeah, we're like, it's from the earth. It's like weed. This is fair trade fucking <laughs> yeah. glow stick juice. It's non-GMO <laughs> rave sticks. Um, okay. Anyway, don't don't eat paint or glow sticks is what we're trying to tell people. No, don't throw it on people. No, no. Don't, yeah, don't. So she goes into, I don't know, what even fucking happens? In she goes into a locker room. She, the boys' sorry, locker sorry, sorry. room. She goes into what she thinks is the girls' yes. locker room. Because she's been blinded with paint. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, she has eye damage. Um, <laughs> and then she doesn't realize that she's just walked into the men's, the boys' locker room, um, and she sees all these like uh, basically men in their underwear, in their skivvies, in their skivvies, um, and they're all going like whoa, 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 yeah. and then Elord is in there, and he's basically like runs up to her, like starts freaking out, like what are you doing here? Yeah, you're uh, my little sister. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> I mean, that just makes... wouldn't it be so crazy if you pretended like your last name was Flynn. That just makes it hot. Now pretend like your first name is Lee. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that in a bit. So 
yeah basically he's going like cover yourself up like yeah. what are you doing yeah trying to protect her. he's taking on the role that her father i just realized yes. should have taken on he he is her surrogate father well this is a very red-pilled movie because like you know a red a red pill thing is like if women don't have strong male role models in their lives they're kind of lost in a drift and it might be easier to manipulate or sleep with them but we see this um totally backfire on him because she goes you don't tell me what to do yeah. and she basically takes off more clothes and yeah. or, and starts like runs into the group of guys yeah and basically the implication here is she's just asking for these gentlemen to run a train on her in this locker room. I, I think that's the... Uh, wait, did you watch the Brazzers version or not? <laughs> did you watch that fan anime you? The, yeah, no. So the erector's cut? Damn, dude. She, like, drank one time and she's already like, I'm gonna go to college and get trains run off me. Dude. Yeah, that scene was insane. So, yeah. yeah. So, basically, he... Which is also, like, I, I don't under, really understand the theme of this movie because <laughs> on one level, it's, on a level, it's, uh, like, there's so much of this possessiveness going on. Yeah. But also, like, it, you know, clearly it's saying, it's not saying it's good because she's going, like, you don't tell me what to do. Right. Right? Like, clear. <sighs> but then she ends up with this guy. But she ends up well, with I feel like in this situation, it is justified. Like, I would be alarmed if a woman came into the men's locker room it's like hey you should probably get out of here it's probably not the best right you know, environment right. to be around all these rapidly horny high school boys yes you know like he's i think in that scene pre-just by being like you should leave yeah oh totally yeah totally and um, where is like where is any staff any authority during yeah. this you know where Fuck. are the adults yeah where yeah. are the adults um Eminem, where were the parents at? <laughs> Eminem wrote the way I am about the kissing booth. <laughs> Blaming on Marilyn and heroin, but where were the parents at? <laughs> Look where it's at. Anyway, this, we all know how the song this goes. This movie should have started with an Eminem quote. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we're at the fundraiser. So yeah. we're about 40 minutes in. I paused on the sign to set the scene. Los Angeles County country day school annual fiesta fundraiser old acapulco bay amusement park okay so many fucking words on that it's a mouthful yeah anyway not that that really matters i'm just like <laughs> it's bad writing well it's bad prop design <laughs> that too yeah uh, unless we, that's really where they were i don't know well they were in south africa oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> they just have long names for things yeah. in south africa unless that was a scene that was shot on location yeah i don't know uh, we see snippets of various carnival games. Okay, so Flynn does like the hammer strength thing. I'm just thinking they name things and they name uh, venues in South Africa like Panic at the Disco names their songs. I write sins on So Flynn's doing the hammer strength game. Is this the most macho carnival game? I think it's the most Chad carnival game. Wh which one? Where you see how hard you can smash the hammer. Oh, hammer smash? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the yeah. most Chad Carnival, Carnival game. Or, or maybe, like, BB gun shooting is kind of cool. That's kind of sick, too. Yeah, if you were, like, trying to impress a girl, which Carnival yeah. game would you do? Or is it the one where you, like, knock over the milk bottle? But then you always fucking fail that one, I right? I think that's too too effeminate. Yeah. Too effet, you know, flicking your wrist uh, like that. Oh, yes. Whereas this is just brute force. Brute force. Yeah. 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 He's, he, he's a savage. <laughs> yes. And does he ding the bell? I forget, but... 
knowing the movie, I'm sure he does. He hits the spot. Molly dings Elle's bell. Uh, Elle approaches him. She tries to be casual. The kissing booth is like in the background of this shot. Yeah. As she's trying to get him to do it. And she's like, it would mean a lot to me. He's like kind of a dick to her. I yeah. also wrote, he's like three feet taller than her. Uh, Lee says all sales and epic smooches are final. <laughs> Once again, I really don't like Lee. Uh, Lee. <sighs> also saying the word epic is very dated. Oh, dude, a lot of the language. Well, he says baller at yeah. one point. We 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 covered um, epic. Gu yeah. What's Gucci? Yeah, what's Gucci? Someone says in this film <laughs> yeah. at one point. I mean, this was wrote, written. I mean, how long ago? I, I'm assuming this is this was I, the, well, the uh, movie this is, is lived, 2018. I think this is the lived experience of mm. the Wattpad author mm. in 2013 or whenever right, they wrote right. this, right? Uh, when uh, Birdman and. Uh, you know who else was uh uh fucking um uh soldier boy <laughs> who else okay was? let's stop naming references or else people are gonna be like um actually that was the year that drake charted was started from <laughs> shut the fuck up people who know music let's move on uh so the first man or the first boy they cut to at the kissing booth he has a crazy vibe, right? He's like writhing around, oh, yeah. he's doing finger guns. Oh, like, yeah. What is this guy going for? Oh yeah. What did the script read? That would cause him to act like, okay, well, I have to... What was his motivation? Yeah. Uh, it's really off-putting. If I were a young woman, I would probably not want to kiss him. Right. Good thing they're blindfolded. Well, yes. <laughs> well, no, this guy... Oh. Wait, is he... Oh, is he the... I thought he was the male kisser. He's blindfolded. Because oh. they recycle through a few. Oh. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's, so he's chomping at the he's bit. He's off-putting. Yeah, he's like a rabid dog. Maybe if you're one of these women who, like, romanticizes serial killers you'd be like this guy's a certain je ne sais quoi <laughs> <laughs> i might wake up in a basement but you know he actually used to record music and it was pretty good <laughs> yeah like manson <laughs> really yeah well you heard about manson's music right i've heard the vocal sample of manson at the beginning of a death grip song i've never <laughs> heard a manson original he has originals yeah Damn. how they're original bangers? uh i actually actually uh they're okay they're like normal kind of like folk folk stuff you from know, from the era, folks. Manson never actually personally killed anyone. So, do we think his prison sentence was maybe a little too steep? <sighs> yeah, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> per, he didn't personally uh, carve that wow. swastika into his forehead. Right. Yeah. Who gave him the swastika? Yeah. That's not a responsible tattoo shop. To give no. A swastika. No. Anyway, let's move on. We gotta get through this, man. Um. He needed an E-Lord figure in his life. Yeah. A, a, a father figure. <laughs> to steer him straight. To steer him clear. Daddy. Yeah. Uh, so this event does seem like it's popular. It's drawing a lot of a crowd. Yeah. So already it's like, is it really that big a deal that this one guy isn't participating? It's because it seems like people are, you know, yeah. smooching on both sides of the aisle. Again, put, your, put yourself in the shoes of you in high school. Imagine yeah. there's like a cute girl up there that yeah. you find cute. Yeah. Wouldn't you just pay $10 yeah, to I kiss her? Simp. Yeah, you'd I, simp too. Don't act like you wouldn't simp. Yeah, no. Now I would know better than to simp. Yeah. Now I'd be like, I bet if I played 40 chess games with her, I could get it for free. But back then, <laughs> I would have simped. I would have taken the easy route. <laughs> Before I learned about nagging, <laughs> where you put somebody down. Anyway, oh, let's move on. Uh, so we have a kissing montage. Another montage. Somehow, it feels more intimate and explicit to watch than like sex scenes in most movies. Like it's too much, mm. it's too much kissing. Yeah, I it, don't it, love it. It's that Netflix sheen that yeah. it has. It's so HD. That yeah. So I was gonna say a lot of Netflix originals 
use like I think the same few 4K like Ultra HD cameras. Yeah. So everything looks so sharp, but there's no interesting like color grading. There's no, no interesting depth of field. Lighting often is really leveled out. And I was thinking like, you know, there's a reason people go back to some classic movies yeah. like from the 40s and 50s, yeah. like noir movies. It's not because the camera represents everything perfectly lifelike. Yeah. It's because it's impressionistic and interesting and has texture. Netflix movies are just dead. But also it's... argue that it is a little bit more lifelike to have like actual lighting. Right. And, yeah. you know, like uh, yeah. all those kind of things, right? Like, yeah. You're right, though. A lot of the things we're going to cover for this podcast do have kind of a sheen where it's yes. like it, you know, I guess technically in terms of pixels on the screen looks good, but yeah. it's not like artistic no, at no, all. No. Um, I wrote, yeah, montage doesn't feel good to watch. It's like I shouldn't be seeing this. Like it's too personal. Uh, they still can't get Flynn, so L puts Lee in the booth and tries to play off the technicality <laughs> that is a member of the Flynn family. Yes. Uh, people are not pleased. They're too horny for Flynn, except this one girl. Excuse me. Oh, I'm full of kombucha. Uh, <laughs> this one girl approaches and smooches with Bigger, uh, a very attractive girl. So I want to know what's going on in her home life that she's like, this is the guy. Yeah, this is... The man's we so it seems for the unclear job. whether people are allowed to remove their mask when they're in the booth. Well, I think I think post takes off post kiss he does. But I feel like in the montage we saw a lot of people who were just back to back kissing, not oh really taking the mask off. Oh really? Yeah, so they're supposed off, to assume dude. those people mask up. Don't care. Mask up, dude. Yeah, mask up, people. <laughs> Lee takes his mask off and he's like, "I will not get the COVID vaccine. <laughs> it is false. It is a pandemic." <laughs> Dude, Thank yeah, this, this is for hosting us. Would this movie fly in a post-COVID era? Is another great well, question. Dude, I thought about that. It's like maybe pre-COVID, I would have been more down with a kissing booth. Now I'm like, ah, right. I think I've had enough of that. Yeah. You know, smooching. Yeah. Uh, what's What's the greatest number of people you ever smote smooched in one social setting? In <laughs> in one like venue, like back to back. You don't have to describe the setting. You can just say a number. I, I mean, dude, I you know me, man. I'm a one I'm a one woman one right. one venue kind of guy. Right, of yeah. course. Okay, so you weren't like racking up huge numbers. No. Okay. No. Uh, there was one one evening when I went to I think it was Vinyl Nightclub when okay. I was still downtown. Uh -huh. Might have been yeah, it was St. Patrick's Day and I made out with like four girls. Oh, like almost back to back to back. And then like had a number from somebody that I don't even remember exchanging. And we were like Whoa. texting, but after the. So that you were in, you were in the booth. I I was blacked out in the booth. You were it sounds like you were spitting fire in the yeah. booth. And my life has pretty much been downhill ever since. <laughs> so I, I'd like to go back to that time. Um, yeah. Anyway, that, I, those I, are I, pretty big numbers, though. And so, did any numbers. of the girls like that you, did any of the girls that you kissed with see yeah. you kissing any um, other girls? Yeah, that that must have happened because it's not like a big club, right? Or right, it right. wasn't. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it must have. But that reiterates the thesis of this movie, which is very red pilled, in that women want you if other women are attracted to you, right? If they know you're attractive, right? Right. Um. Because as a man, your value is determined that way. So if you're smooching nobody, then getting that first smooch becomes very hard. Right. 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 But if you're Jacob Elordi in this movie and you're a known player, women start to think, like, what am I missing out on? Okay. I want that guy. So as long as you get the hype behind you. Yeah, yeah. You're on your way. Yeah. Um it's like buying fake followers on Instagram. <laughs> who would do that? Yeah. 
okay, so let's <laughs> let's get through this shit. I'm okay, like... dude. So okay, here's here's the thing that I was most confused about. Okay, so yes. let, let me play this out. So basically, the um, uh, the moment that changes everything in this yeah. film is the TSN turning point. Joey King obviously ends up kissing with yes. Elor. She gets put in the booth. She's blindfolded. Okay, yes, Joey Kink. And joeykink.com. But but here's okay, here's something weird. Okay, so okay, quick play by play. Okay, here's what we see in the scenes. And I, I I'm I'm like uh I'm having um like wartime flashbacks to <laughs> to these scenes right now. Yeah. Um so uh we see this nerd at the front line of the kissing yes. booth. This like nerd that you're supposed to go like oh who would kiss him like that's disgusting yeah, yeah. and we see joey king with the omg girls behind the curtain uh they're trying to decide like who's gonna go up who's gonna yeah. be next and they're all going like i don't want to be next who's i don't like want to be next. cannon fodder yeah because they see that the nasty guy is up next yeah we're and... supposed to laugh at this guy's expense yeah um because he has braces so he's a fucking sweet uh who would ever have braces in high school <laughs> were you a braces guy yeah you have girls i had girls dude uh little yeah i think most of it was like not being able to make eye contact with women i yeah. don't think the braces are really holding me back <laughs> well, once you figure out the eye contact it's off to the races anyway go on um so this guy's got grills um yeah. they're trying to decide who's gonna go up to kiss him um and then elord yeah comes up and he like cuts or or the guy says cutsies and elord goes sure so, and I guess there's a misunderstanding where Paul Wall, Mr. Grills, <laughs> is like, are you trying to cut in line? And yeah. Elord goes like, sure. And he ends, he thinks that he means, do you want to cut in line? Yeah. Right? Am I reading this correctly? I didn't really get this whole thing. Because I thought he was deliberately being like, oh, I want to kiss whoever's next. Because he... Elord still thought it was going to be one of the OMGs, right? And then in the last minute, it okay. revealed as L. Okay, so but Elord that, doesn't chicken out. He's like, "I'm going to kiss my younger that makes, sister." That makes more sense. So he was actually trying to cut in line. I believe so. And so, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I took it to like he's just wandering around, and this guy's like, "Want to just fucking?" Are you, oh, or, yeah. or like, are you trying to cut in line? And right. Elord goes like, "Uh, sure, I guess." Um, because I don't know, man. That. Scene plays out weird. Anyway, he ends up going, being in the front of the line, and then, um, and then Joey King ends up being put into the booth. She goes into the booth, um, and they end up kissing. The but, kiss heard around the world, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess so. Okay, I guess my confusion was like he was. Tr I guess you think he was trying to kiss one of the OMG girls is what happened. But because I believe that was what we were supposed to think. Right, right. So we weren't supposed to think that he was trying to kiss Joey King, although he deep down did actually I, I, like her. Sorry, I wrote in my notes. Flynn cuts in line, not expecting it to be L. Right. So I think he believed it was one of the OMG girls. And then is suddenly surprised. Oh, and then when he goes up, Elle goes on this whole monologue about how she's never been kissed, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, I wrote, crowd goes silent, all caps, when he kisses her. Yeah. She pulls off the mask. Again, people are cutting in line. People are unmasking yeah. whenever they feel like. Yeah. It's fucking Florida here. <laughs> you know, Florida in 2020. Uh, and then he just goes in for it. And they really go go at it. Yeah, yeah. Quite the smooch. So L naturally becomes worried about damage control with male manipulator Lee. Uh, she admits within the context of the booth, uh, she kissed Flynn. Lee does not take this well. His brain visibly breaks. 
And this is like when Lee should be super happy about like having his own, well, I guess goes on to become his girlfriend. Yeah. But it's like, shouldn't he just stay in his lane and not worry? Yeah, yeah. He becomes very weirdly possessive. He's a simp. He's a big simp. He, okay, he says the line, don't end up grinding coogees with my brother. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? I've never heard that word before. Like genitals? Like coo. It's coogees. I rewind it. It's not coochies. It's not coochies? And they also coochies. They don't both have a coochie, presumably. Oh, right. So. Whoa. He basically says the equivalent of don't scissor with my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you guys enter into a lesbian relationship. <laughs> so now there's thunder and lightning. Flynn offers her a ride. They're in the pouring rain on the motorcycle. It's very cinematic. He says, hey, it's not safe to drive anymore. Which I think this guy would definitely, he'd rather die in a motorcycle crash than pull over, right? He's driven in worse conditions yeah, than these for oh, sure. Absolutely. Yes. Dude, this guy gets a you up text on the weekend and he'll fucking drive through snow, sleet, hail, thunder. Dude, this guy drinks and drives through that kind of, yeah. through worse weather. Dude, I wrote in my notes, in Euphoria, he drinks and drives so much. Yeah. It rocks. There's a scene in season two where he has Sydney Sweeney in the passenger seat and he's just crushing beers. <laughs> and they're listening to Orville Peck on the radio. <laughs> There's like sexual tent. It fucking rocks. So he takes her to his sex gazebo where he takes yes. apparently all the girls. Yes, because, he has a move. Because they start making out and then this like gardener um, yeah, uh, like walks in. The landscaper <laughs> like walks in and he's like, Le or uh, E-Lord, like, what's up, dog? The, like taking another one of your... guard's name is Andrew. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I wrote that because like they're on a first name basis. Oh, yeah. Ella they, does yeah. not take this well. It's a good detail. She gets dropped off at home. It's a good detail. Um, also, I wrote they're both soaked in rain and it's supposed to be sexy. Is it sexy to be soaked in rain? I don't think so. Um, it's I, more annoying than anything. Oh, is it sexy to be soaked in rain? Um, I think if you're a 15 year old writing on Wattpad, you probably think, it's think sexy. it is huh. because no one's ever been. This has never happened like ever, right? yeah no no so like <laughs> to anyone so yeah now ellen lee are no, it's not like, sexy because you're you're you know what happens to your dick when it's wet dude well it's not like he was swimming in ice cold water I, like i'm sure it's dicks i mean it's i bet it's cold if you're but soaked in like rain you're cold through your hair yeah yeah, yeah yeah no but i agree with you i don't think it's sexy no no but and it doesn't and it doesn't do you sex. any favors no. is what i'm saying uh, so now Elle and Lee are like party kids, I guess. They're at this beach party with Flynn and some other kids. Elle is kind of doing the thing where she deliberately acts sexy and like yeah. has fun in front of him to like yeah. get his attention. She's egging him like, on. No, you can't touch. Yeah. She's like, uh, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, the scene where Leo is like crawling towards. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. like a more PG version of that. Uh, so she's doing a slip and slide. She's drinking. Uh this one guy approaches L way too aggressively at the party. This is like when it's nighttime. Uh, this guy just looks devious. I get a oh, bad yeah. vibe. He does. Him. He does. Yeah. He looks like he. Could I didn't be like the look of him in season one of the OC, especially like yes. the beach party was making me think. Of yes, that. I didn't like the look of him. Uh, he's way too pushy. He's trying to grab L. Flynn intervenes. Uh, he tries to not immediately use violence, but of course he's addicted. So he ends up uh, putting the guy on the ground. Nobody seems impressed though this time. Right. Okay. Let's hold off because this let's do like a finger bounce on the back end okay so yeah nobody's impressed um flynn screams at l to get in the car and slaps the hood of his car which seems very uh violent and troubling 
And she's like, okay. And then she gets in the car with him. Yeah, so that's the part where I'm like, ooh, this this isn't good. No. Like, that's not good behavior at all. That's, that makes me concerned for her. Yes. Uh, for the watchers of this film, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I wrote, so this is like a romantic lead that we're supposed to think is a good, safe guy for her to be with. And he's yeah. punching people out. He's having violent tantrums. Uh, very much like his Euphoria character. Mm. Um, he takes her to a spot that he only comes to alone, uh, which is like the Hollywood sign as we see the next day, uh, which famously you can just go right up to and fuck against. They love it when you do that. <laughs> um, but he says he only comes here alone, and I'm like, what is this guy's Dark Knight of the Soul? Like, like what, what's this Harvard-ass motherfucker thinking about up here? Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, and I mean, all the tension in this movie comes from like... Oh, what Lee is gonna be so upset, and it's like, yeah. in what world would he ever be upset for more than like a day? And then be like, oh, this makes sense. In what actual world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, unless, unless he's into her, which because right. they're is like, explicitly not this fucking his character. He's not explicitly not into her. He's just a friend. So it's just about possessive like friends. Marquee. Yeah, <laughs> she says he's just a friend. <laughs> so this movie is literally just about possessive friends, mm-hmm. which is. I mean, I said a little bit relatable to me, right? But I think for most people, not that relatable. Like it's a weird, specific conflict. It is. So they're treating this relationship as if it's like a scandalous marital affair. Yes. Like as if the people have significant things to lose, as yeah. if they're yeah. violating all social boundaries. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're not the first person to ever hook up with a friend's brother. Like I'm sure it'll work out. Yeah. Um, they smooch with a classic LA green screen, lots of green screen. Uh, we're up with the Hollywood sign letters the morning after. And I kind of confuse this with like to all the boys I've loved before, where I believe they only actually have sex in the third movie. Mm. But in this movie, they just immediately yeah. hook up, which is dope. Yeah. Uh, they- yeah, I'm, I'm pro hookup. Uh, so the next thing is like the actually, actually my favorite scene in the movie. They're both at school in the library. And Elle, this is my favorite scene Elle too. Explain a book. Glad to see you know how to read. And he texts her and back. Text back. I just look at the pics, and you see the text on screen. P I F. Dude, this is also my favorite part. I'm glad that you also found this the best. Uh, I just look at the and he's reading like Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> yeah. This guy's the fucking monster all along. He's reading like a Penguin classic. Yeah. <laughs> I just look at the pics. It's so funny. I feel like I enjoy this scene because I really like it when girls kind of like bust my balls a bit and yeah. text things like that. Yeah. So I thought that was like a genuinely funny scene. Like it did make me laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So Ellen Flynn are making out now. Molly Ringwald. Uh, I should say Molly Ringwald is the mom of Flynn yeah. and Lee. Yeah. Uh, she comes in to do laundry and she hides. Elle hides under the bed because she doesn't want to get caught. She, she knocks on... So they're hooking up in his yeah. bedroom. Molly Ringwald knocks on Elord's door mm. to get his laundry because she's his mom. And he goes, uh, just a second, mom. Just a second. Puts a which, over his boner. Which, as a mom, you're like... Never good. Uh, never great. Yeah, just come back in like 15, I would yeah. say, if you're a mom. Mom's out there. <laughs> uh, so... Elle goes under the bed and she finds like crusty socks. She finds the uh, petroleum jelly. Yeah. Yeah. D. You... Uh, yeah. No, maybe we won't get into that in episode one. Talk off my head. <laughs> uh, Molly says he was accepted to an Ivy League school. I wrote this guy, El Mayo. Which school? Harvard. 
Then I wrote, ha, this motherfucker isn't going to Harvard. <laughs> He's too tall. <laughs> Look, no Harvard graduate grew up, like, throwing their jerk-off socks under the bed, all right? Like, I don't know, maybe they did. This whole thing's so stupid. Uh, so at this point, the jig is beginning to kind of run thin, mm, yeah. trying to hide her relationship with Flynn. Um she like goes outside to the pool or jumps in the pool like yeah yeah that's her like escape route she jumps on a trampoline which then bounces her into the pool very slapstick yeah Uh, her phone very i love lucy picks it up and says since when did you have a lock on your phone this infuriated me and it's like okay i'm so paranoid that like on my phone on my lock screen i just get notifications and unless it's like the face recognition you won't be able to read it yeah right yeah which is normal yeah i think yeah but yeah, it's like this whole thing about like, oh, we share hamburgers back and forth and we know each other's passwords. Like, knock it off. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, which, to be fair to this movie, she does point out towards the end where they're having like their final mm. confrontation. We made these rules when we were like six yes. years old. Yes. So really this movie is about evolving mm. as a friend, growing together. Growing past the need for a strict, rigid set of rules. Yeah, yeah. And like helping each other grow it's about friendship and it's about what it means to stay friends long term right you gotta you gotta like you gotta change how you see people you know and you gotta change how you treat right those friends yeah dude i was just scrolling through my notes and i'm like thank god we're almost at the end yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we're almost out, out of the woods um there's that scene the next scene is truly crazy um so there's a montage and kind of at the end or near the end, I wrote Lee is sneaking around like a little weasel virgin listening to sex sounds come from Elle's room. <laughs> Get a life. I wrote that. He knocks and her excuses. I was watching porn and yeah. he says, but I'm missing a beat. Can I watch? <laughs> so are we, what do we make of this? I think we, are we doing, is he making a joke or is he like, I th- yes, Andy, no, hoping I... that like, would they ever watch porn together? Dude. I mean, to the extent, to the possessive extent that he mm-hmm. is, I bet he's like, what kind of porn do you watch? He's like, if You'll... you come, I need to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah dude. Rule number 69, you, friends don't come with you, other friends. You, you, Except for me, I can go and come anywhere, but you have to come with me. <laughs> yeah, so that scene is, yeah, that, super weird. Super weird. So Elle's helping Flynn with a motorcycle repair. She's like retrieving a wrench for him. Yeah. And, and also all high schoolers know how to fix their own motorcycles, of course. Yeah, and no one... Gets, like, he, if this was real, he'd be, like, looking at a YouTube video. Yeah, he, he'd be, like, pausing a YouTube video, like, yeah. go, going or back and forth. he'd be posting on Reddit, like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anybody yeah. run into this problem? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so she helps him retrieve a wrench and gets, like, knocked by something falling off a shelf. Yeah. Uh, he tends to her wound, and she asks how he learned to be a doctor. He says they start getting into so many fights that he had to learn how to take care of himself. Yes. Again, ladies, great when you ask a man, how did you learn how to, you know, put band-aids on? He's like, I'm constantly getting physical altercations. I was going to say, she, she's like, wow, where'd you learn to be such a doctor? What he literally is doing on the screen is rubbing her face with a wet cloth. <laughs> She's like, he's not even putting a bandit on. Like disinfecting. No, no, no. He's literally just wiping her face. He has like a dish rag, like. Which is like. He has his cum rag, basically. Yeah. 
<laughs> with this crusty hard cum rag. <laughs> recently laundered uh, yes, jizz rag. Yeah. yeah, so she, I feel like her bar is just so low for being impressed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, she's never been kissed. No. This is about your first relationship, dude. Right. And you have no bar. You have no standards. True. Yeah, yeah you, you really don't know yeah. what what you find acceptable or not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I'm, I'm trying to fucking uh, radicalize you to think this is a good movie. <laughs> that this movie isn't is fucking gaslit on air. That you should have given it that extra half star, dude. You should have given it. <laughs> I might take away an extra half star after reading through all that. I'm like, uh, so this is a very dark red flag. He says it's how I'm wired. Yeah, and he's like, we're all fucked up in one way or another. And I'm yeah. like, what a dark soul. This is what he thinks about when he goes up to the Hollywood sign. He's yeah, like, yeah. I have to fight everyone in this city. <laughs> Tell him why. <laughs> he has a dark passenger inside uh, of him. She, yes, this dude is fucking going to Dexter people. Yeah. Uh, she says, well, you can change. And it's like, yeah, that famously works in relationships. Mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. somebody's like, these are all my flaws. That's how I'm built. Being like, nah, but I can change them. <laughs> um, so the darkest thing in the movie, Lee comes in and oh. his assumption is that Flynn physically abused her yeah. and that's why she has a mark on her face which what goes on in this family what has this brother seen his brother do before yeah why does he assume that his brother is going around like battering women that is an insane what assumption to make family it's like? so insane which again makes me think of euphoria when it's like fucked up weird dynamics yeah yeah um, that is a it was a weird tonal shift yeah so lee realizes what's going on flynn and lee fight Flynn pins him down. I wrote in my notes a lot of psychosexual stuff to unpack here. Uh, you know what? We're running out of time to do that. Let's <laughs> uh, Lee says to Elle that Flynn has always gotten everything. Again, it's like, well, are you implying that she is something that you want? To well, do? he literally says, yeah, late, I, I think maybe later. Uh, he, he, uh, Elord has had everything the only thing i had that he didn't have was you he literally yeah. says that Which later on so weird i mean that literally is but okay anyway let, let, let's yeah. so yes that is the implication there right yeah so he he peels away in the mustang uh flynn is like yeah he'll be fine uh i kind of skip over a few scenes in my notes but basically it's not fine Elle tries to use rule number seven. You have to forgive your best friend no matter how mad you are. Yeah. She like offers him ice cream and he just throws it away. Or everything is uh, forgiven when you give them ice cream or something. Or something when you give them yeah. a blowjob. Which again, yeah, he's like, you're going to have to try more It's like, who made up these rules? Yeah. Hey, the rules say it. She's like, they seem very sexual. A good blowjob will uh, fix any, any problem. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, a couple of scenes later, they start playing DDR together. And yeah. Of course, they, they make up. Yeah. Uh, they're playing their birthday party, which will be after the prom. So yeah. they're having a joint birthday party. Which is a weird scene because so the, her parents are present at this party. Like there's adults there. And yeah. like, it, but it looks like a normal party party. Yeah. Like it's lit and it's like, there's a lot of kids there. Like there's, yeah. there's like 60 kids there. And they're dancing later on without any alcohol. Yeah, is that like even sober rave possible I don't, I don't know. <laughs> in high school? Yeah. I mean, I guess that happened at high school dances, but yeah, but people are still like, right, right, right. Stuff in. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was stone cold People sober, were taking, baby. Like, not me. Pressed ecstasy pills. Yeah. This movie is so out of touch that it probably thinks ecstasy pills are still like the fucking Mitsubishi logos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Or the little <laughs> smiley face with yeah. the stars. Yeah. Um, Elle comes down the stairs in her dress. Her dad is proud of her. So I was unclear where the prom was physically being held. It seems like to be in some sort of commercial venue. Okay. At, I, didn't, I didn't catch the... Uh... Yeah, it seems like to be in the ground floor of like a high rise or something. Mm-hmm. Like a public space has been rented out. Okay. I, anyway, I didn't even catch it. Yeah. Fucking whatever. It's like um, a high... Oh, it's an high rise. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. Like a hotel maybe? I guess that's a hotel, right? Because yeah. we had our prom oh, in a hotel. Yeah, I guess it could be a hotel. Yeah. I was probably like... I killed a lot of brain cells by this point trying to watch this and take notes. So I'm like, <laughs> how does anything work? I'm just assuming everything in this movie makes no sense. Yeah. Like, that kind of makes sense. Uh, so you pointed out that the theme of the prom is memories. Yeah. Good theme. Great. Very, you know, not like 80s, not like, you know, no memories. Yeah. <laughs> Easy to decorate for. We all know what <laughs> memories looks like. Yeah. So there's like, L dancing with paint all over her is one of the prom memories. There's a kissing booth recreation with Lee and his girlfriend, <laughs> whose name I didn't get in the notes. The day after which L changed, uh, at, you know, completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. L was never the same. L was corrupted. After the paint, she got paint into her <laughs> mouth. <laughs> she started exhibiting strange behavior. Uh, Flynn walks in. Elle initially rejects him. She says nobody wants them to be together, and she's been hurting people in her life. Yeah. Now, that's what you say when your boyfriend is like a heroin addict. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone except for Lee really cares. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely I, not. I don't think she's been hurting anyone aside from Lee. And I don't think anyone is really that opposed to this relationship. No, totally. Aside from maybe people in letterbox. She's been giving a lot of people blue balls. Yeah. You're one of them. Well, she's been, you know, stripping and painting. And, uh, Lee and Flynn have a heart to heart. Flynn says he's leaving for Boston and wishes his younger brother a happy birthday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're kind of, you know, he's trying to make it up. Yeah. Uh, next thing is a joint birthday. Elle says rule number one is only your best friend gets to know your birthday wishes, which I don't know how they picked as rule number one. Mm. I mean, well, do I, the rules have any sort of like hierarchical? Is that a word? Like, must, does the must, number mean anything? There must be a chronology, right? right. I, I feel like it's just the order that they yeah. came up with them. So it's probably during it's like the Constitution. It's like, <laughs> ah, fuck it, you can have a gun too. Okay, <laughs> two. Is, the, their second rule yeah. is you can have a gun. Yeah, and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is your right. Which again is like rules people created in a very different time than you have to adapt to the state of the world. Exactly. They However, didn't, they didn't is, anticipate social media. This is a pro gun podcast. <laughs> we have guns on the table right now and empty white claws and kombuchas. <laughs> young, dude, young so, dumb, and full of kombucha, dude. <laughs> I'm so hungry. We got to uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so uh, she says she has no wishes, which. Come on, who are you fooling? You definitely have wishes. Well, she didn't fool because he looked at her like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a classic thing. Like, uh, you don't have to get me anything. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh-huh. 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 Folks, never believe women at face value. I don't really like flowers that much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, ah, flowers are such a hat. You have to yeah. throw them out yeah. and uh, it's... well, no, you need something to Instagram show others. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh L talks to Lee in his Okay, so this next scene is so dumb. Elle thinks she's talking to Lee in the car. He, like, 
pulls off a mask and reveals Flynn. Yes. So okay, that made no <laughs> made no sense because they he's like alike. he's like six feet taller. Yeah. Than Lee. Completely different body types. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he doesn't have a Lee does not have a Harvard Harvard bod. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so she confesses her love. Turns out it's mutual. They go back to the gazebo. Mm-hmm. This time, Andrew the guard sees them and grins approvingly. Yeah, uh, it's it's good that an adult man is watching high school students have sex. <laughs> it's good and I, cool. I'd say Andrew has at, a pretty chill interest at night. At night, yeah, creeping around, yeah, skulking. Super cool. Um, okay, we're finally at the at the end. Goodbye scene at the airport. Uh, he's off to Harvard. He's off to Harvard. She's off to grade eleven, grade twelve. Yep. The oldest you can be throughout this movie is great love. I think she has another year of high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she rides the motorcycle, mm-hmm. so she got to keep that, I guess. Yeah, well, that was I strange. Mean, money's no object to this family, so whatever. <laughs> uh, well, we don't. Do we know what her house looks like? Are they? Yeah, well, we do. Are, it's like a normal suburban house. Right, right, right. In Cape Town. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a it's a Cape Town special. In the white neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> visually, we can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Apart- um, apartheid still exists in this dude, anachronistic movie. In the kissing booth, uh, <laughs> Al takes off the blindfold and is like, "Oh, I thought you were white." And yeah, like, freaks out when <laughs> kisses her. That's why she took the mask off. Dude, this like, is the lore. This is why <laughs> there are no POC characters in this film. They're filming in Cape Town. Okay, so in I, the seventies <laughs> or whatever. Line in my notes. Okay. okay. Uh, L gives closing narration for the movie. Okay. And apparently you love this movie, so I'm sure you think this is very profound. I, I can't remember what she said. She says, all this happened, dot, 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 oh, just because of a kissing Just boot. because of a kissing boot. Roll credits. <laughs> Smash cut. Oh, man, I feel physically tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I need some mercury-laden fish. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's the kissing booth. Um and, is there anything in your notes that we skipped over? And all of this happened because of a kissing booth, too. Blah. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. So that's, I guess, at the end of each movie recap, we're going to do something that you came up with, right? Like, chill or kill? Like, yeah, would yeah, you yeah. Would recommend yeah. this or would Is this movie? a Netflix or chill? Netflix and chill? Right. Or is this well, a Netflix I, and kill? I would say, I would suggest for all the fellas and ladies out there, if you are trying Netflix and chill, pick something very stupid where it's like, fine, if you don't watch every frame of it. Okay, so well, if we're using that metric, then this is no, yes. No. Well, I don't think <laughs> we have to use that metric. I, You know what? I would fucking recommend this i would too honestly yeah. i i feel like this is fine to watch i think this yeah, is inoffensive yeah 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 like in the sense that you can be on your phone for the entirety of it yes yeah. and still like receive some enjoyment from some parts of it i would say yeah um you know it's uh, yeah it, i i i think it, there are interesting things it's not completely dead inside you know right. it's got things it's like trying to say it's got care here here's my thing it's got montages and mm. so i did write this is embarrassing because i did just <laughs> see in my notes that i just wrote in all caps fire montages um i don't know what i meant by that <laughs> i'm astounded okay go it's, on. it's got energy. It it's, it's, energy it's got a soundtrack um it's got a lot of licensed music um it's got actors that i think were having a good time filming yes. it, folks that's my takeaway i think these people were having a good time because elord was was boning all of them 
Elor, Elor <laughs> it's a we'll go on record and say Jacob Lordy had sex with every single person who appeared on screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Allegedly. Um, in the Wikipedia, I'm looking at the critical response. Despite being deemed sexist and objectively bad by several critics, uh-huh. the kissing booth was widely consumed among audiences. Oh. Um, it was conf- affirmed as a hugely popular original for the streaming service by the CCO Ted Sarandos. Mm. Fuck, I forgot to bring up Reed Hastings at the start of the episode because he's the guy whose voice we have in the intro. Right, right, right. He's like the CEO of Netflix, but nobody knows. He's not a household name. Like everybody, everybody I've questioned, I'm like, Reed Hastings, tell me who that is. Or like, uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. Oh, so he's really like behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the puppet master. Um, um, so, yeah, I would say this is a chill. Yeah, yeah. You can, I, you I would people go and watch it, and I would also say as another caveat, you can definitely smoke weed and then watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you don't have to be like stone sober, you know, mm-hmm. taking uh, nine pages of notes or anything. No, that's not a barrier to entry. Fuck, I took so many notes. Um, are we gonna do a quick uh, segment about something actually good? That... Oh, yeah, we can talk about like our other just broader media diet. Like, what are some recommendations you have outside of Netflix originals? Yeah, what are we going to call this segment? Um, I think like highbrow shit. Highbrow shit. Yeah, we're yeah. We going to get into some highbrow shit. I mean, do, you I, have, do you have something highbrow? Dude, some I've highbrow only shit? been into like lowbrow shit. I actually <laughs> the other night, like LOL watching Two and a Half Men. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just rewatched the movie Filth, which I think is like right. the best Christmas movie nobody ever talks about. <laughs> People aren't ready for that conversation. No, I think that's an incredible um, adaptation of material that's like very hard to film and like kind of make coherent in a movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, some of the yeah, it's just a great movie. I, I love it. I think similar to Fight Club. I I, I yeah. feel like the adaptation of Filth is equivalent in quality to like the adaptation of fight club yeah. where it's like, they're both done by great directors. They're both like works of art in and of themselves, regardless of source material. Mm-hmm. It's like, they are their own thing almost a little bit. Yeah. Right. Um, although I actually haven't read filth, but, um, looks pretty nuts. but it's got enough personality as a movie yeah. that I'm assuming it's like, it's doing the a thing of its is, own. The book is even more buck wild. Like there's I'm, a tapeworm yeah. inside of him that's I've narrating heard. parts of it. So I read so that on Wikipedia. Is yeah. Reference in the movie. Right. But it's like those scenes are kind of replaced by his consults or do they even happen with the like crazy haired doctor? Right. Right. <laughs> who's like no more cocaine and chips suffer his bruise. And he's like having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> anyway, that movie fucking rocks. Also, I want to mention, not that it's highbrow. I've been getting really into this Instagram account called become invincible. Uh-huh. Uh, which is very toxic red pilled advice, but they often use like videos of Jacob Elordi oh, as backgrounds <laughs> okay. for like, I think I saved a few of them. Uh, yeah, it's like how to make people respect you. And then it's like red carpet footage. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. That's so good. And it's stuff like use absence to increase your value and add a level of mystery. The more available you are, the more often people see you and hear from you, the less they appreciate you. <laughs> and then all these stuff like how to attract women. And it's like women love men who are uncaring, always busy working, like hot <laughs> and cold. So everyone on Instagram should check out Become Invincible. Hell it's a really good account. <laughs> yeah. So that's all my recommendations. What about you? If I had Instagram, I'd be. Yeah. George doesn't have Instagram. So I'm. I'm going to have to run the podcast Instagram, yeah. uh, how original podcast on Instagram. Yeah. And you can write us at how original pod at gmail.com. Nice. Yeah. Nice. 
Or just text us. You probably have our phone numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's listening no, to this. George, this is being broadcast. <laughs> Tens of thousands. Um, my thing I was going to shout out is I've just been listening to a lot of like, uh, I haven't seen a lot of highbrow shit, but I've watched, I've, I've listened to a lot of like good albums recently. Mm-hmm. So I was going to shout out the new SZA album. Oh yeah, you um, sent me the one song. It's good. Yeah, I actually, I forget the, the album's actually fucking called. But um, she has a great basically opening song about, killing her boyfriend and her, and his new and his new girlfriend which rules called kill bill um but it's just a fucking such a good album it's a little bloated but like just a great pop like r&b album oh, okay. like um very one of the most i scissor is like i think one of the best at writing like vulnerable lyrics on a, mm-hmm. on a pop level like right. her lyrics are like clearly deal with like real vulnerability issues that she has and i like really relate to to a lot of her songs weirdly because like they're clearly more directed towards female demographic i think right. but like i relate to a lot of her like uh we get stuff. it you're sensitive and in touch with your feelings dude. I'm, I'm a sensitive type yeah. um i'm a bit of a lee <laughs> yeah. yeah you're a bit of a lee <laughs> yeah um so uh, yeah, shouts out, shouts out to new SZA album. I was gonna say any, any other movies you've seen recently? Movies, uh, fuck man, like nothing good. I, I've been I've watched I've watched a lot of documentaries about representation in the media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, here's one that's actually pretty good. I, this one uh, about indigenous representation in the media yeah, called yeah. Real Engine. Um, I feel like I've heard of that. Like R E E L. It's all about like the history of indigenous representation in films. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty interesting like specifically within yeah. canada uh no like okay. north american film oh, cool. i guess but um i thought it was very interesting um and yeah i would say worth a watch if you're interested in gotcha. that yeah maybe i'll check out through the canopy streaming service yes they have a lot of docs yeah actually i think that one's on nfb uh, uh oh yeah yeah they perhaps. they've really done a good job of archiving all this yeah 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 years. pretty good yeah but yeah all right man i gotta get some sushi <laughs> yeah let's to, go like, pass out and faint yeah, so. yeah yeah okay all right listeners this ran about 2.5 times as long as we intended but season one episode one how original podcast that is our thoughts about the kissing booth later bye <laughs> <laughs>